Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's good, Internet? It's Austin here. Welcome to the second full edition of Waypoint 101. Uh, today is some date. It was the 6th, October 6th, 2017. Uh, we are only 21 days away from the new Wolfenstein game coming out. Uh, and so we have decided to go back to Wolfenstein The New Order. Uh, I think everyone here has had different levels of experience with that first game. Uh, not the first game, but the, the most recent remake of Wolfenstein. Or not even remake, because it's sort of a sequel uh, of Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein The New Order, that came out in... What year was that? 2012, I think. That's 2014. 2014. 2014. Oh my yeah, I was saying it's okay. closer. More than recent, more yeah. recent than that. Um, uh, and and for this episode, we played through the first six chapters, uh, which uh, ends at the or at least to the beginning of the sixth chapter. Rob was very insistent. As long as you get through the very beginning, you're you're good. <laughs> uh, joining me today, Danielle Riendo. Hi, I did not get to the sixth chapter, but I got most of the way to the sixth chapter. What the hell, Danielle? I'm sorry. You had one job. I was on an you ambulance last night. You just had to... I was saving lives, okay? Yeah, well, you know, we mm. were taking Nazi lives. I had a, a, a pregnant woman with migraines last night. She was very happy oh, for her service. Oh, that sounds shitty as hell. Yeah, oh, she man. was not having a good woman. day. That actually sounds terrible. That she sounds rough. a bad day. That's a bummer. She wasn't like simultaneously like early labor and migraines, right? No, was she was about like... five months along. She was just okay. very upset. I, I felt bad. Fair. I would be outraged. Yeah. Migraines are already really shitty. And so like migraines and also you're like, oh, I'm fucking pregnant. That seems rough. Yeah. That seems rough. Uh, that was also the voice, obviously, of, of Rob Zachney. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, and also joining us, uh, the woke gamer himself. I didn't know that the woke gamer raised arms against anyone, even Nazis. Uh, Patrick oh. Klefik. Well, the woke gamer is interested in hearing the arguments, and then will choose to <laughs> to make a decision later. Um, six chapters in, you know, mm, I still need to hear some more uh, before. Uh, so maybe when I beat the game, I can <laughs> let you know how no, I feel. At that, okay, good. Um, so maybe we should start by talking a little bit about the context that the game came out in, and then maybe pivot into the context we're playing in, because I think both of those really uh, are important for understanding uh, the game and, and and for thinking through for thinking through what it is in a larger scale. Because I, my feelings, even on this game, in the last two weeks, have like completely not completely but have changed and progressed based on events that have happened in the world and also just kind of uh re reinvestigating what the contexts uh were when it came out and then even just thinking about where things are at now has has really shifted where i'm at with this game and, and kind of what it's what it's reach is what it's what it's not value but like you know what, what's going on here so um i guess i guess patrick and rob and danielle where were you at when this game where were you at when Wolfen sign the new order do you remember the day <laughs> Wolfen sign the new order came out is that well <laughs> everyone in see, america remembers in august 2014 
a really <laughs> bad thing happened to a lot of people in game journalism, especially if you if you happen to be a woman. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Gamergate happened uh, in August. And I, I think this game came out in like uh, October. May. What the hell? I'm sorry. I'm all over the, the place. Well, yeah, it happened earlier that year. God damn it. Uh, which is actually really interesting, <laughs> right? Because I think maybe that part of its message just was not there at all, right? Like, do yeah. you remember what coverage was like well, okay. ahead of time, Rob? It was, it was, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rob. Rob. No, yeah, go I mean, ahead. What I would say is like, there, there was first of all, there was a lot of question as to why are we even having a Wolfenstein right now? Like, it was a right. franchise that had sort of started to feel depleted. Like, to a degree, Wolfenstein's claim to fame was always that it was like one of the earliest first-person shooters. Um, there's, you know, you can argue the case as to what was the first first-person game, but like the first really popular first-person shooter uh, was Wolfenstein, and. It had gone back to that well a couple times, but uh, various partners had also uh, engaged with the uh, with with the franchise. And Wolfenstein had become this really diluted concept, where what started is just like, look, it's a corridor shooter. There's Nazis. Go, Mecha Hitler's waiting for you. <laughs> uh, and then it turned into there was Wolfenstein Enemy Territory Wolfenstein, uh, which was uh-huh. a sort of competitive multiplayer game. I want to say there was Return to Castle Wolfenstein, which was correct. Uh, is that the Raven another- one? No, no, there was there were the the Raven one was the last one before uh, this Wolfenstein: game. The New yeah. Order, uh, and I only remember that because oh. uh, Manveer Hare left Raven immediately after and is like, "Well, yeah. done with that. I'm hey, proud of I what would, we accomplished." I, that I want hold on that that Wolfenstein game, while not uh, one of the most amazing things ever made, was f- really an interesting game. Like they played, it was an early playing around with sort of like open world in a first-person shooter like that game like probably not worth going back to play but at the time like i'm gonna give that game its due it was it was trying some interesting things even if it didn't pull them off that was 2009 so that was definitely doing something yeah absolutely what you're saying sorry but yeah like but what i also remember that one is they really leaned into uh the the Nazi occult aspect it was Uh turning into like uh it's Uh. actually more adjacent to uh, Nazi zombie army uh, in some ways the, for the uh, sort of spin-off series for the uh, sniper elite games that rebellion makes it was more in in that tradition of like pulp horror uh, but with Nazis and now we were now we were having this new game come out and at that point there were there were two things really working against it one is that Nazis were a tired enemy uh, there was nothing essential about them anymore. We killed Nazis in a million other games. Uh, they were the generic enemy that everybody could agree we hated. And, and then so we moved gives past in the in the big budget shooter franchises. All of the big budget shooter franchises, even the Medal of Honors, had decided mm, we're done with Nazis. No one wants to buy a game where you shoot Nazis anymore. Time to move on. Um, also, just briefly, like all of those other games are in continuity with this game, which is a weird thing to think about but like when when death's head shows up this bj blaskowitz already has history with that death's head the continuity of the wolfenstein games blows me the fuck away it's very weird i encourage people one of my proudest articles i wrote for kotaku was a uh there is a, a theory um that i walk people through that the new doom is actually in canon 
with all the other Doom oh. games as well. Whoa. It is pre- uh-huh. it is predi- right. it is predicated on a tweak to the mythology in the ending to Doom sixty four. Um, it's a really what? fun. It's it's so it's, it's 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 there's there's evidence to at least consider it. Um, and they plant enough evidence in the new game that I think they're like. Whereas Wolfenstein actually, I think, makes an effort to uh, uh, establish itself in the canon and mythology of Wolfenstein. I, I would actually think the new Doom is just sort of like winking and nodding and saying like, well, it's kind of fun to play with like the fucked up mythology of Doom. But it is interesting that for both of those franchises, rather than treating them as straight up reboots, which they do like totally right. and mechanically, yes. But in terms of the actual story, um. I actually think it's it's interesting because like the that's that's part of the reason that Wolfenstein the New Order not spoiler like Hitler's not in it you know he's referenced right. like he's he is he is a, a uh, omnipresent but he is not uh, the the main villain um, nor as far as I know is well, he's, he supposed to be the villain in the the upcoming game. No, I think he's dead. Like I I, I uh, they have left is they he have not? left they have left okay. they they have conceived the new Wolfenstein games as a trilogy and have left open okay. the possibility of revisiting. Uh, I think Hitler. specifically Mecha Hitler. <laughs> there's there's a new the thing about like that you find in the game about like Hitler's latest public appearance, and it's from some oh, years back okay. in the game's fiction, where like he is an old frail man, and right. but he's like, oh, it's he's, good to see the Fuhrer, but obviously he's mm-hmm. ailing. Right, we've moved on. Like there, he's not yeah. in, in he's not in as far, as far as we know direct leadership of the party of the Nazi party, which which. Uh, I mean, I guess we can just start to kind of jump into it a little bit here, and I am kind of curious again of the context in terms of it being sold uh, to to people. Was it clear that this was a game during the? I just didn't follow it. I just didn't. To be clear, I just didn't follow it during its its marketing campaign because, like, who cares about a new Wolfenstein game? I was well. So so remember um, the the machine uh, uh, was it Machine Games, Machine Head Games, Machine Games. games. Um, part of the I reason people games. were interested in. The games that they were making was because they were a bunch of the the leads that worked on the Chronicles of Riddick, um, right, right, uh, right. That yes, they spun Star off Wars. to form Machine Head, uh, uh, Machine yeah. Games, and uh, so I think there was both like excitement and trepidation on them being assigned to a Wolfenstein game because, well, right. why should a Chronicles of Riddick game have been interesting? Well, actually, like they did they, some really fascinating things with the first person form and their dedication to it in the Chronicles of Riddick. So the idea that they those also worked on. The darkness, which yes. does some of the similar things that this does in terms of like quiet moments with characters that you that you care about, in terms of like small areas that are your areas, but between big action sequences, um, and that's like I, I actually didn't know that until I started reading up back up about this that that was also the darkness team that that wanted yeah. to make this. And so. um, when uh, Bethesda was pitching this new Wolfenstein, I think. Their thought process was, oh, well, people are going to want to see how cool the first-person action game this is. And so the public presentation of the New Order put a heavy emphasis on just the shooting. And it put a heavy – when I was telling this before we started recording, but famously, like, uh, Brad Schumerk and I went to go uh, check this out at some E3. I think the E3 before – maybe the one before it came out – and the sequence that we played was on a bridge, which is later than the chapters that we're going to talk about um, today. And it was like five, like it was not particularly mm-hmm. memorable. Like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, you didn't come away going, gosh, I can't wait for that Wolfenstein game to come out because like it, it betrayed the actual interesting context of the game that we'll get into, which is that it's a, this is a very story heavy game. It's a very atmosphere heavy game. Like the characters in this game are vital to 
what this game means or what it's trying to say. And to just extract an action sequence is to really sell short what they were trying to do by by making it. So I think that was part same, same way to Doom and how Doom people Doom kind of took everyone by surprise because it was sold the wrong way. Uh, the the new order was equally. Uh, Bethesda found themselves confused at how to even pitch it. And so it worked in its, in some way, sometimes that works for your benefit where people are like, holy shit, this game is actually, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, and then it becomes a question of, is it actually that good? Or are we just like, is the delta between like what we expected and what we got like so <laughs> wide right. that, uh, that right. we're actually giving it too much credit, um, which is what I've been interested about replaying this game is to then go from, it was one of my games of the year to like, what is this game now in 2017? Like now that I have like better expectations right. or different expectations going into it. In addition to the culture of uh, Nazis uh, really uh, changing a lot in 2017 relative to um, what was happening in 2014. Right. Well, like to speak to what Danielle had just said, uh, which is that, you know, a three, three or four months later is the the emergence of Gamergate uh, is the, you know, the, the kind of surfacing of a lot of uh, uh, terrible elements uh, of the Internet and of, of kind of far right, hard right culture, um, kind of proto fascism, neo reactionaries like the, the list goes on in the dark enlightenment people like they're out there. <laughs> the people who like want to like turn America into a weird white national like kingdom there. Everybody boy to the top and they fucking hated women black people Sikhs and gamers and uh and and anybody who didn't use the word gamers right um, anti-gamers uh, yeah anti-gamers that's us uh <laughs> and <laughs> the <laughs> thing that was the thing that to me interesting at the time was like i remember people liking wolfenstein the new order and really liking it i remember like seeing tweets from jv uh, gualtney now over at game informer being this is the best video game this is it. This is the best one. Uh, and having, like, a slight tinge when this game came out of, like, and its politics are really interesting and good. But then it didn't resurface because even with Gamergate blowing up, even with all of these elements of the right uh, becoming more uh, prevalent in our day-to-day lives, uh, doxing us or people we knew, uh, you know, sending us death threats, etc., we, I don't think the word the, the we, I certainly had not been like oh and the Nazis are back like the not like I knew racists right. ain't going they ain't go anywhere like racists never go away, uh, you know misogynists they're not they're they've been around like that's not a new thing white nationalists white supremacists totally of course, but then like Nazis like people who walk around Seattle with with Nazi armbands on <laughs> like was not a thing I expected in 2014 to to be only a few years away. Um, and and it's interesting now to see the context that this is that that the new game uh, the the new Colossus is coming out in in which n- the marketing for the new Colossus could be teleported back to 2014 and everyone would think it was boring like uh, mm-hmm. get the Nazis 100%. out of America yep. like didn't we play this before isn't this like the third game about Nazis coming to America boring yawn and now just by being transposed into a time in which somehow for some reason it is it is uh, a question of whether or not Nazis are an all right thing to live next door to uh, <laughs> or to live in your house 
uh, the the notion that the marketing around this new game, which has been a, a kind of a constant stream of like get Nazis out of America. What if we got all the Nazis out of America, like just over and over again with like hard metal? Uh, what if you, you know, didn't punch them, it? but you killed them? <laughs> but what if you killed them? What if you fucking killed some Nazis? Uh, uh, and it's it it's, is... it's it's and it's interesting also uh, that the developers of the game have sort of explicitly said that. Um, and you have to imagine this game went in development like almost immediately after the release of sure. of 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 the new order. Um, it's a game in which uh, you know you can't divorce uh, its politics from uh, the larger context. But it you know it's always hard to tell, right? Like it, when a developer says like, "Oh, we didn't yeah. mean for the game to be political," are they saying that because they don't want to be dragged into a conversation, or are they saying that because they created something and it just became accidental? I, my guess is. They just intended to make a game where the 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 the, yep. the Nazis took over America, and then it was dropped into a context that heightens its politics. So it's not that Wolfenstein: right. The New Order or New Colossus is absent of politics, but it 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 trans it is heightened. It is becomes hyper uh, politicized by the virtue of its context. And so it's you know it's one of those cases where you know the art the context in which art is dropped into changes the way you materially understand and interpret the art, even if the artists themselves didn't necessarily prepare for that context to be how it was looked at and, and dissected. Right. I am, like, of so many different minds. Now that I've played... So I hadn't played the the New Order at all. I'd never played it. Um, this is my first experience with it. I'd seen video. I'd spoken to people who love it. Uh, I'm, in, I'm mostly enjoying my time. I don't, I'm not in love with the shooting. Um, but it has been... I don't know if I want to go all the way to off-putting, but, like... The the vigor with which even I see those those the marketing for the new Colossus and I'm like, damn right, fuck yeah, get rid of Nazis is like I, I'm not apologizing for having that reaction, but I am like, this isn't uh, a game that is taking a very new like uh, critical position this isn't a game that is like actually um saying or the first one anyway i haven't played the, the new classes who the fuck knows uh but in, in the new order like there are things to be said uh about the way that it it treats like culture the way that it cre- treats jewishness it, it's doing stuff but it is not like some font of like you know great political thought uh and so like to see the game re positioned there has been really weird to me and, and maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong like maybe there's something at the end of this game that or the, the second half of this game that is going to like make me completely rethink this but at this point in the first I game would... i'm like it's a game where you kill nazis and also there's jewish mysticism uh okay like yeah that's that's one of the weaker elements but i, I would say you've not yeah. seen what the game is actually about yet like it has not actually shown okay. what its real themes are yet like where where we've gotten to is the reason I want you to get to this one particular moment and we'll talk about it later is that is the first time where it starts to like make clear who and what this game is really about and what it's saying about uh, resistance. It is it is a game of resistance. Ooh. It's not really the thing is its treatment of the Nazis still is pretty shallow because at the time it was conceived, uh, they were just like I don't think this is. A, spe- a specific ver- vision of Nazis, right? Like, I think it is. I think it is a product of uh, I think anxieties. I think it's a specific vision of Nazis. I just think it's the inglorious bastards vision of it's Nazis. The, it's the cartoonish. It doesn't actually, at least into, to the point that we're at, like really interrogate 
the ideology that like led to the Nazis like enacting the the horrible atrocities that they did. It's more that like yeah, I think that's that, more that, right. not, yeah. that not that Nazis are Nazis are bad guys. Like they kill people and then we got to kill them back, right? And that's just like the the story. Right. They, they it does a good job of like like Death's Head. You know that sequence in the first level, like when. You know the decision that he he has you making. Like Death's Head is a fucking creepy villain. The way he's presented. Yeah, we in should the first... let's just get into it, maybe, so yeah. we can talk about that moment, Patrick. So, like, what what's up with the what's? I mean, obviously, some people have played through this game who are listening. Other people, if they are anything like me, will listen to a spoiler podcast, even if they haven't played the game. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to set up kind of what the beginning of this game is? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's 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 set during this like uh, this. What feels uh, like a final assault, or like you know, the war is clearly going badly. Um, you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of context for, you know, what that means for it to be going badly. But um, you know, you have this giant aerial assault that is going to Death's Head's uh, compound, and Death's Head is what like the. Uh, what would be like the equivalent in like the actual Nazi hierarchy, like Goebbels? Like he's he's uh, like, Mengele. Mengele. Yeah. Uh, oh, right, because like, he's like a science. He's like a science dude. Right? Yeah, like he's it's bad science. science. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> um, and you know, you you, you know, the, there's this, a giant aerial assault that's uh, going on his compound because a lot of what's allowed the Nazis to get the upper hand in this alternative version of history is that they they basically won the technological race. Like they started. Right. Um, they had better weapons. They had these mechanical beasts. They had these mechs. Like they they had drones. Uh, they 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 just found a way to get the upper hand on. Western civilization um, technologically, and the the idea is, well, if you can cut off the head of Death's Head, haha, uh, <laughs> that um, maybe you might uh, give uh, the rest of the world a chance. Um, and the assault, you know, goes poorly, let's say, um, and then it, the the first area kind of acts as a tutorial um, until you sort of reach uh, a Death's Head, and um, yeah, like the the, I mean, the the first big moment of the game is when your squad uh, is sort of captured by death's head uh you are all strapped to the floor um and then sort of like your squad commander um and um sort of a younger promising soldier are put in front of you and death's head asks you to look at one of them and choose who will die um he's collecting samples he can't collect everybody's samples because look I guess even the Nazis have limits on resources um I and guess he- <laughs> I guess he only had one scalpel so I you know <laughs> Um, and, and so you're like, we'll be here all day if you don't just choose one. It's like a, yeah, and I, a and that's a, thing. Yeah, it's very, that's a recurring thing, right? Yeah. Like that happens again in another scene. We'll get you where it's like, all right, you're going to make choices. And like, I'm patient. I'll wait. I'll wait it out. Or like, yeah. we'll just be here. Um, but like the, that, that there are situations. The thing that's interesting about those se- those sequences is there are not there is not an option to resist the the state of the world in Wolfenstein as represented through these like interactive cutscene moments says, no, like you don't get to not play along with the Nazis at this point. It's too late. They've already taken power. They've already, you are in a position of complete weakness. Like, um, I mean that, that sequence doesn't even let you say, no, just kill me. Right. Like the, you have to pick one of those people for the, I game tried, to I tried, I put the controller down and refused to, uh, you know, the first time around refused to, Look at either of them, and a couple minutes in, yeah, it just you just fail the mission. It's it's great. Oh, does it just <laughs> does he kill you? Like what happens a couple of, you just, of minutes? You in? just uh, it just it's like a failure state. I think everybody I dies think or something. Yeah. yeah, he kills you. and okay, it's that just makes a failure sense. state. Um, but yeah, I I was like, no, not gonna go along with. I you, refuse. Creepy. You gotta asshole. wait longer than you think. 
Yeah, it is longer gotcha. than you think. I waited. It's definitely I just like didn't... a full minute yeah. or two, I think. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So who did, so who did, who did people pick? Yeah. Uh, I picked I picked Fergus. Yeah, me too. To so well, or, sorry, to live, to live. I picked to live. Fergus. Yes, yeah, yes. Yep. Uh, um, I like the kid. The kid had heart, but like, I'm trying to build a resistance here. You know, I yeah. need expertise. <laughs> I need, I, like, frankly, I believe in our ability to convince lots of lots of kids to sign up and like and have heart. I don't like Fergus knows how to hotwire things. So I he also can fly I looked a plane. up. Also, I looked useful. up online. Yeah, pretty big. It, online, it said that he got me health packs. He got me more HP. So <laughs> I know what I need to fight Nazis, which is HP. I it's actually in, in retrospect having you know, having played this twice and I thought to myself, well, I know what I picked last time, which was to say Fergus. Maybe I should see the, what the other path was and i still couldn't bring myself to do it because wow. i think i think the game actually fails at making a compelling argument to not pick yes. fergus because you spend a lot of time in that opening mission seeing fergus like demonstrate like, like yeah literally yeah. demonstrating what his uh his his abilities are and what his what, how he could support a resistance effort whereas this other person like you're not you're not given time to like have a compelling counter argument other than just he's younger and he should be right. given a chance, which yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I, I get that. Like I'm sympathetic to that argument, but that's it, the situation that the uh, human race appears to be in against the Nazi threat does not seem like that's necessarily like the top priority is just that you're young means that uh, you're the most useful. So I actually wish right. the game made a better argument or made it a little more tense between the two, because having done it twice, I, like within seconds, I was like, "Ah, we're going, we're going down to Ferguson." <laughs> and so Sorry. that yeah. that does some things to the game, right? Like that that switches out a few things, so that, like I said, Fergus teaches you how to hotwire uh, stuff, uh, and also lets you break into things to get uh, health bonuses. And then it also gives you a different character once we get to the resistance part of things. Uh, Rob, did you also pick Fergus? Of course. Okay, so none of us are going to have the Look, Jimmy I, character, I, right? I, I think secretly the game doesn't even want you to pick Wyatt. Like, the game never intended... Is that his like, name? Wyatt his is name a, is Wyatt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, who, like oh, I yeah. had to look it up. Like, I had to Private look it up. Like, Wyatt. what's the name of that kid that, <laughs> that is clearly meant to die? <laughs> hey, hey, Google, what's the name of the Wolfenstein kid? Wolfenstein yeah. dead kid. Yeah, that kid. Yeah, Wolfenstein, go to Google, type in Wolfenstein dead kid, question mark? Let's see if it brings up Wyatt. Let me see. Uh, while you're doing that, the, the, the BJ was being knocked out. It and does! Put... Yes, good. Thank you, Google, okay. for, for knowing this. Finally, Google does something, something I'm happy with. Uh, we, uh, uh, the, after that, like, you get knocked out, and you go through the first, like, extended story sequence, which is, uh, BJ Blaskowitz, like, being there but not there in an asylum uh, that's run by what I think is a Polish family? Is that my... That's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, by, like, a, a Polish family that seemed to be good people who, like, want to take care of wounded folks. It's not clear they they don't know that you are an American, right? So, like, they're just taking care of a body that washed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the implication so, like, is that these are people, like... Who, who genuinely want to help and be good and so on and so forth and it's it's not super subtle but yeah i think it's it's kind of a we take all kinds like if you if you walk around 
that segment and you see, you know, you see some tiny little details about what the patients might yeah. be like. And I think it's people with I'm curious kind about, of affliction. So, yeah. Right. I'm curious about your take on, on this sequence, Danielle, and in general, <clears throat> this part of the game, the sort of like you come at this probably as one of the biggest fans of environmental storytelling and yeah. immersive sims uh, on the on the cast. Sure. Um, and so like. This game is not an immersive sim by any means, but there are like news clippings. There are some like well, you know, uh, situated desks and chairs and bodies. There's like there's like the Fallout style. What's the skeleton telling me about yeah. what happened here? Uh, what do you think about all that? I think it's handled pretty well, and of course, I am going for all of that. So you mm-hmm. know, whenever whenever you say, "Oh, play four hours," it's going to be five because you know I'm going right. to be I'm going to be searching out every little newspaper clipping. I think it does a good job with the newspaper clippings of again. I don't think anything is subtle in this game. I don't think no. there's subtlety in this game. So you know, take it all with a grain of salt that there is no subtlety. Uh, but it does a good job of sort of both uh, promoting the fact that like, oh, this is a Nazi state and this is how everything would be handled in a Nazi state. You know, this is how the media would sound in a Nazi state. You know, the newspaper itself is pretty much They're really bad at writing. They're like, the writing is bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, the glorious state. And whenever somebody does something wrong, it's, oh, they they killed good Aryans. You know, it's very like. uh, No, I don't even mean they're racist. I mean that no, if no, you no, look I at know, some of I the know, newspaper the clippings, it's bad. It's terrible. It's bad. Yes. Yeah. I got to tell you, Nazis, step up your game. Get your grammar right. <laughs> like, like, get some good writers. I mean, come on. Well, I guess they killed all the good writers. I guess that's the implication, right? Like anybody with like a lot of creativity and a lot of free thought would have been murdered. So this is who's left God. to write the newspaper, you know, like. <laughs> right. Well, because totally. like all they all they had was this idea that like all art should be about teaching moral rectitude. Right. Right. Uh, and therefore, all the best art is like neo Greco Roman uh, style. Yep. And then their prose sort of flows from that too. It's all going to be uh, that sort of you know eighteen hundreds. Uh, sort of instructional, like for creating moral good uh, children of the state, um, which is not a bad read on where that regime was headed. I remember watching yeah. a documentary yeah. about uh, Lenny Riefenstahl, and uh, even even she talks about how much she hated going to fucking like art galleries yeah. <laughs> and, and like gallery openings uh, with with party functionaries because the art was shit. Uh, and so you had to stand there and pretend, like, sort of smile and nod for, like, you know, the likes of Goebbels or something. Like, yeah, man, this this statue owns. This is, wow, <laughs> disc thrower in in white marble. And uh, look how dramatic and strong he is. That, whew, wow. I'm going to need a minute. And that's and wow. that's kind of this this in its sort of wry way is like, yeah, the, this, this culture is going to produce uh, sterile, like, shitty versions boring bad art yeah (laughs) yeah you know in a lot of ways i also really appreciated i'm I'm looking for every letter and the letters themselves often you know especially right i'd forgotten about the letters i haven't found i found a lot of newspapers i found a record i haven't found a letter since like the first two levels and that's just on me for not spending enough time walking away or or looking around but i mean the letters are great actually like one of the first letters is you know it's from a german soldier i hate talking about how he misses this girl and he's talking about the the horrors, like the absolute horrors that everybody is sort of facing. And he's like, but, you know, I'm a good German. I'm going to keep <laughs> going. I don't know. I'm not going to have weakness of feeling. Like there's this 
there's all this tiptoeing around having feelings uh, that is really, really wonderful, and it's sort of conveyed in this great way. And, it, and that, that's sort of a through line. There's, there's another letter that's from a priest. Uh, a, that one know, I did find. Nazi now that, now priest. That you it. Okay, yes. you've seen that one. That one is that's fantastic. the white. What is it like? Not the white jackal. The white something. The white. Yeah. Um, it's about a priest who goes to South America yeah, he's to in convert South America. people. And he's basically there to convert them all to, you know, the Nazi religion. And he actually has feelings. And he even is, like, imploring. He's like, oh, they should stop doing these purges. Which is basically, like, oh, just killing all the locals for fun. Like, there's no, right. like, greater purpose to it or anything. Or, or any kind of, you know, e- even notion towards It's arbitrary. Right, right, right. There's not even a, there's no alibi. Well, I mean, that's what we see in the in the asylum chapter, right? Is that yes. a purge starts to happen, and that's when BJ wakes up. Uh, he is he has been cared uh, he's been kind of cared for by uh, Anya, who is the daughter of the medical duo, the the, the married medical like wonder duo that yeah. runs this hospital. Pharmacist and psychiatrist, I think. Is yeah, the, yeah, that's what the wife and husband um, are. And uh, I really just like as an aside, I yes. I, I really like the cutscene direction in this game. It's yes. one of the things that that struck me a lot early on, and um, you get just like there's a real artistry to like to to that act the way they convey like that 14 year gap for mm. Blaskowitz and like it's just like really like I've watched a lot of video game cutscenes and it's a low bar because a lot of them are really bad right. but I think I think the ones in the new order are genuinely well done like I think that's your first uh, instance in like like the voice acting by the the, the guy uh, voicing like BJ is pretty like good and understated and even when he's kind of like mumbling under his breath I find at least personally that he managed to imbue a lot of emotion when he's not even saying very much in a way that I yes. found myself like even when it's just like little lines he he like does it with like kind of under his breath and with an it's exhaustion like the spoken that, word rhythm almost is yeah. especially he delivers the, yes, some of these yeah. lines especially uh, in the cutscenes yeah. yeah, and I think it really, like, makes a lot of his observations, like, without him doing a lot, because he's a player character, he's only allowed to sort of, like, you only have so many ways you can sort of act out in, in the world, uh, and then there's the cutscenes, but they, they do a good job of, like, yeah, he's a Nazi killing machine, that's what he is, but also beneath those murderous waters, uh, there's a very different sort of person underneath all that. He is, like, three steps away from the Brad Pitt character in <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. Like, he just has, like, a hint of that, that southern drawl. Uh, just enough to let you know that he's, like, he's, he's like, from, he's from America, goddammit. And he is not going to put up with these Nazis, this Nazi bullshit. Um, I, I weirdly feel like, sometimes feel like the character who is in the levels is not the character who is, like... Uh, maybe this is part of it, but like he's not the character who is who is being nostalgic or who's being thoughtful or who is haunted, right? Like it's it, he. I feel like he swings hard between like growling Batman at like Christopher Nolan Batman esque <laughs> like Nazi murder machine and like sad guy in the corner uh, in cutscenes. Um, I guess I, I think you. I think you could also make the argument that like that's just what he's good at and yeah, that's yeah, what he yeah. does and i think that's the character like i, th- I think you can f- f- rightly criticize it as saying it's not it doesn't totally work but i think that like the part of what i really liked about the new order like holistically is the tonal swings that it pulls off that most games aren't 
don't attempt nor uh, when they do pull it off as well as a game like the New Order. But I think like the character they're portraying as someone who is a Nazi killing machine that is essentially he's not mm-hmm. particularly smart, he's not particularly agile, he's just he's good at killing. But he also he's sturdy. Ge- he he's, yeah. <laughs> he is sturdy. But throughout the game, like he he expresses sort of an exhaustion at his own persona, like at his own abilities okay. in a way that that, that I. That I, you know, like there's a moment later where like early on there's uh, there's a soldier in the first mission. There's a soldier that is sort of like panicking as they realize like, fuck, we're probably all going to die. This is a pointless mission. Like we're not going to kill Death's Head. And BJ walks him through like, you know, breathing one to four. And like that is a recurring theme throughout the game that happens in the first six chapters where there are moments where even BJ has to talk to himself calm himself like right. do that one to four and again like i i think there's reason to be cr- critical of whether it actually they managed to like bridge the gap between the frenetic uh, like violent gameplay and this character that's playing the cutscenes but i i think they do try and give you a way to mentally bridge that that i think is justifiable even if it doesn't necessarily totally work well one of the things that i think works for did work for me was a scene that we'll get to in a bit which is the car sequence going through uh like basically crossing into berlin which which we'll get to in a bit but like in that sequence the fact that there were other people that you knew that bj cared for literally right there for some reason helped bridge that gap for me because it wasn't this general rage um towards nazis which which is fair which is a fair thing to have it was like a very specific i have to do this thing because these specific people are right here uh and also because those people were rad and we'll get to them also in a, in a bit i think um yeah. I, I do just want to call out the specific moment uh speaking cutscenes. two things i love the way it jumps from the 1946 where, where the game starts to 1960 yep um is such a good time lapse uh cut scene of um I don't know. It's it's what you know. Dickens in a Christmas Carol, like so, you know, says at one point. Scrooge is watching the years perform their terrible dance, <laughs> and that's what happens here. Is you see like years passing before your eyes in this, uh, you know, in, in this asylum, and then you're sort of stirred to action when the Nazis come in and begin their purge. And it's this great moment of like, oh, like BJ is kind of like you know, the golem of Prague or something. He's been this, like, sleeping guardian, yeah. but there have been no Nazis around. He's been in an asylum. Like, he's been just sitting silent in the corner waiting to be restored. Nazis show up and start doing evil Nazi shit, and immediately you finally get a command prompt that's like, yo, stab this <laughs> fucking Nazi. <laughs> and then you hit him, the music changes, it comes up, and it's like, all right, we're doing this. And it is such a satisfying... This is something I love about this game, too. I, I do agree with you. I don't think it's a brilliant shooter, but it is a game that makes shooting feel awesome at times, right? Like, the the controls, the, the movement maybe isn't all like exactly what I want from a shooter, but the moments when you spring into action and start you know, going hard in a level feel really good and this opening I want to be here with you Rob I do and I'm not at all I think I'm you and I are flipped on the binary I think this is like it reflects a a uh, a subjective like a trend in taste with us which is binary domain was not a good cover shooter but it was the sort of shooter that appeals to me 
Uh, and the shooting here, like, I don't, I'm not, I've never been the, like, I use hand cannons in Destiny. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd like precision. My favorite gun in in the Fallout series was, like, the Lincoln Repeater. Um, I never use energy weapons. Uh, Like, I never, I I only dual wielded in Halo whenever it was absolutely necessary. Um, Oh, so you must hate the twin machine guns, then. (laughs) I, like, use them. The thing I do like is unlocking perks, so I use them to Uh. unlock their perks, but I'm just, like, not the hold both triggers down dude like that's just not who i am even with nazis i'd rather have like a good marksman rifle so i can like aim at their fucking heads and not just like like i get it it's it's i like i like just like dumping bullets when the my back is against the wall but as like a default mechanism it's not what i love so that sequence didn't do it for me there are times and we'll get to it like where i think it works for me but like ah like i i it sucks because I'm. I think this is bad. I think this is a bad thing for me to not be able to pivot into this mode. That is. Just, remember, I also bounced off Doom. Like I'm just not that sort of first-person shooter gamer, and so it's making these moments between the really interesting story beats really hard for me. So can I? Ask, yeah, that's too. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Patrick. No, 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 no. no, 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 no you're, you're good. I was just gonna ask if you're doing much stealth then, because you do have the I option am. for that in yes. several places. Uh, yeah. And I'm finding that to be. A lot of fun, personally. It's it's more enjoyable, but like, I've played lots of other stealth games this year that I like more. Sure, and I mean this so, isn't like a stealth game. It's just no. You know. I think it's a neat. I think it's a. I think it works. Is the thing I'll say. <laughs> like I think that it's a layer that works. I've played lots of games where the stealth layer like doesn't work at all. I think the stealth layer totally works. I like the notion of like you have to kill the commanders before they call in troops. I think it's a really good way of incentivizing stealth play because it's literally saying like, listen, we get it. You don't want to turn this into a big rolling gun battle. Just kill this motherfucker and you're good. Um, <laughs> and and I think that stuff that stuff works uh, pretty well for me, but it's still not like I'm not satisfied by the action in this game most of the time. Um, there are sequences that I've liked a lot because I think the sequences are well designed and, and we'll talk about those. But Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the Rob camp. I sure. fucking love... I Doom, Doom was one of my favorite games, you know, when that... Uh, uh, was that last year? Was that last year? It was last it year. Was last it year. was. Um, I just... Yeah, and I love the way Wolfenstein feels too. I, I think there are pre- like precious few other games that navigate the... Um, the switch from uh, stealth to action, the way that the new order does, like it feels much uh, uh, like it happens in an instant in this game in a way that feels satisfying and normal. And, and I'm able to switch modes in a way that like I don't in Dishonored, where in Dishonored, I feel frustrated and that like right. goes against the mode of how I want to play the game. Wolfenstein is basically, I'm going to do stealth until I fuck up that stealth and then whatever, pulling out double machine guns and let's just do this thing. And I I tremendously enjoy that. I like the options they give you on stealth. Like it's satisfying to do the takedowns. The knives are like an the interesting knives way. The knives are great, yeah. Um, the, the knives are just really satisfying because like they have an arc to them. There's not They're not like directly pinpointed where... Uh, you're throwing it like there's a physicality and a physics to them that uh, is satisfying to like walk into a room, go bink, bink, like take down two guys yep. and then go to that commander and, and tie it in. I forgot how much and how satisfying and how well made the perk system is. Like, that stuff is so good. It is, it is something that uh, I remember at the time uh, realizing, wow, I wish more games would 
It's, it's, it's essentially taking, uh, in some ways, what Ratchet and Clank does, um, which is sort of, I think, the epitome <laughs> of of take, like, hey, you should use your whole arsenal because we're going to give you upgrades just by virtue of using your whole arsenal. And now mm. Wolfenstein make, you know, gives some nuance to that by making you do specific actions. Like, hey, if you want to, like, uh, pull your, uh, to swap between guns quicker, then you need to, like, get 40 headshots. Or um, if you want to carry more knives, then you have to specifically stealth kill, like, Three commanders. Um, if right. you want, uh, like some other ones are like you have to hide behind cover with pistols, which might not be a weapon you normally use um, in that situation. But then it's both satisfying to, to do that stuff, and it also works as a tutorialization for the advanced mechanics that uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, appreciating games that force you to play the game in a different way. And I think what those perks do is they reward you with meaningful things that may not have to do with the action that you're doing to get the perk. So, you know, the fact that your weapons draw faster or it's done, does not necessarily correlate with you getting uh, 40 headshots, but it may encourage you to, like, try and do headshots or to try yeah. and lean around cover. I I, I, re- I, I forgot... I was trying to rush through this game really, really fast and then found myself slowing down when I realized, uh, well, one, uh, the game tracks your uh, perk progress even if you die. So if you find a section of a level where it's like, yo, I can just throw grenades here over and over again (laughs) in order to get that perk up, like, I'll just... Die and then like cycle through that same one of those grenades for yourself, so you can go back and back in time and do it again. One one hundred percent. But I think it's a <laughs> it, it is one of it is one of those systems, and it's just, the perk and the stealth stuff. I think uh, sometimes gets the the short shrift because I, I yes. think they're exceptionally well, well designed in in the game. It's a great example of one of the things that we've like. I think a lot of people have said over a decade, which is like it's cool when achievements push you to do new things and i i wish more games did this specific thing of like when you do a cool thing let that lead you to be able to do new cool things like let yep. that be the way that you level yeah. up i love that uh, and, and and do really love it because it also does address part of my problem with the action which is like i get to focus on the parts that i really like and then even when i'm doing the stuff that i'm not in love with i'm still doing it towards a specific goal and that part i still that still checks the box in austin's brain that wants to feel good at a video game so like the moment when i finally got kill three dudes with the double machine guns uh without letting go of the trigger it was like yep, finally got that swish. I feel great. Even though, like, then the second later, it's like, getting rid of these double machine guns. I just got that perk I needed. That's all I needed them for. But, like, that actually that actually felt really good. So um, so you leave this asylum. You, you fight your way out to the asylum. You rescue Anna, who is the uh, the daughter, uh, again, of the... not like She's not, like, a 12-year-old. She's, like, in her 20s, um, uh, who, who had been taking care of you. You get in the car, and you drive away to uh her grandparents place right it, it in again in poland uh, um, uncle or grandparents or I, I think i read a thing that said grandparents i okay. think okay. i think i did um uh, but they're like an older polish couple and there's a pretty good dinner scene of bj being like all right so where's the resistance at and they're like <laughs> oh buddy uh it's a really good version of the what year is it thing you know of like instead of being like oh you have like vinyl records now or whatever they had vinyl records before that's a bad one you have what's the technology what's the big technological leap in this world your pistols don't look like revolvers anymore they look like glocks um like weird it's a weird new future the cars are different there's flying drones i think there were flying drones in the past too the, the whole death's head super technology thing has really thrown off what happened in the 40s it's versus true. the 60s for me oh sorry the nazi beetles are here this is so weird instead of that bit he's like where is the resistance 
else? Like, where are the things that I know to be true? Where is America at in the in the war? Where is the front now? And the answer is like, dog, there's no more front. There's no more resistance. The Anybody who was part of anything like a resistance was killed or imprisoned in the worst prison imaginable. And, and everybody else is like, has completely, you know, given in and is, is either working for the Nazis at this point, or is at the very least working under them in some capacity. Um, which is, I, I thought that was a, a pretty solid sequence. And BJ's so upset, he has to go torture Nazi to make himself feel better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does go yes, do that, like, I'm going to go down to the basement then with my new friend. With a chainsaw, mind you. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm mad I didn't get to keep that chainsaw. I thought I was going to keep that chainsaw. <sighs> oh, yeah, wow. that was a little too bad. I th- yeah, the game doesn't... Yeah, you should be able to keep that chainsaw. <laughs> it's not the right kind of chainsaw for the kind of Nazi killing. It's fair, true, fair. You want a rapid chainsaw. Um, and that Nazi says, like, oh, your friends are being held at, at such and such a in Berlin, in the middle of the, the city, at, like, in military police headquarters or whatever. Eichenwald um, Prison. Eisen Eichenwald something. Prison. Eisenwald. Eichenwald Prison is a different place. Yeah, you uh, know. <laughs> Uh, Kurt Eichenwald Prison, right? That's that's, that's what where it is. Being right. that's, you have to listen to him all no, day like, long. That's what you have to do. There's all these tentacles. Did you know this existed? <laughs> oh, I had no idea. Oh, this is such a weird prison. Oh my god, I'm oh, grossed out by this. God, <laughs> fucking Kurt Eichenwald. Uh, and so you get to then the, the next chapter is like, all right, I guess we got to go to bust into this prison. And Grandpa and Grandma Anya are like, all right, let's go. And Anya is ready to go too. And so you. Hop in their car and get some some music, and you drive off across a bridge, uh, and you get to the bridge, and it turns out there's lots of Nazis on the bridge, and it's time for BJ to fucking kill some more Nazis. I really liked this little chapter. Like this has been the most fun I had as a player was this chapter. I liked the like I, I've always been a fan of this sort of like large, uh, not even large, but like small arena that has buildings in it as like a playground for moving around and and like the the blend of stealth and action uh, inside of these like little micro arenas that are connected by tunnels like it's a, it's always been a design that I think a lot of people think is bad I remember Crisis 2 came out and basically had this design of like you go into a big space where there's little buildings inside of it and you deal with it and then you walk through a tunnel and now you're in another big space I've always really enjoyed it and this area was really good for it it was like a really great taking the training wheels off moment of like okay you're not storming a castle you're not torturing a nazi there are these little like way stations that you have to take down you move through them at your own pace um like climb up the big towers if you want to you know get angles down on people um and then it ends with a big fight against a bunch of robots and also it also has a good couple of sequences where grandma anya just fucking shoots somebody with a shotgun and that feels real good and he says she's got good aim for an old dame which both that's, rhymes that's, and is beautiful and is like, oh my god. I are you gonna it. get the tattoo? Are you gonna get good aim for an old dame on you when you're like <laughs> seven? <Well, 70>? Yes. <laughs> god. Ugh, so good. So what? Did, uh, I I don't think there's much more here except that I think it's a good action sequence. Like I I like fighting those big robots and learning that they're they have weak points on their back. Like I yep. I enjoyed this action sequence. But there's not like there's not big story moments here, so we can just move past it because then you get to Eisenwald Prison. Uh, which, again, is this prison in the middle of... Well, we should probably uh, talk about the train a little bit. Oh, right. The train happens in between these two things. Yeah, that's right, because that's the thing you're getting to is not into Berlin. You're getting to the train. That's absolutely... We should talk about the train. You're totally right. Um, so, yeah, you get on that train. It's a train ride, just like any other train ride, except <laughs> there's a broken coffee machine and a bunch of fucking Nazis on it. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, okay. This is the train scene that, like, I remember this scene went around right before the game came out as the example of, like, like I think their marketing f- heard from some reviewer, probably. That's probably maybe not what happened. Someone somewhere was like, why aren't you guys showing people what this fucking game is? And they released this part of the train scene as just a standalone like trailer, basically. Or like, Which, out of context, I don't think was great. Like, no. the scene didn't work when they were like, yeah, we're going to show you some crazy stuff. Right. And it's like, oh, it's a Nazi playing mind games. I've seen that in a million movies. Right, again, like, especially having come right off of Inglorious Bastards a few years earlier, it's like, oh, you're just trying to do the, the Jew Hunter, like, uh, cheese date not danish whatever blintz no what i think whatever pastry that was in that sequence like that's what that felt like it was a knockoff and it's not that it is this other thing but it is it is um i don't like what were people's impressions of this of this train sequence well i think it works really well uh because it goes from mundane moment to shit your pants terror to Kind of terror, but in a in a totally different and much more uh, everyday way, where where mm-hmm. uh, BJ is like <laughs> now it's funny to say that his name is BJ, uh, but he's like excited and you know uh, scared to talk too much because he he thinks he's gonna get some. So it's it's like it it takes this incredible roller coaster of. God, this fucking coffee machine. Like, that's all you see at right. first is him kind of <laughs> it's being really like, good. Oh, this goddamn broken coffee machine. He kind of punches it, and it's like, oh, God. And then you, you see the context It's overflowing of the scene. cups, which is, like, already yeah. very good. Like, co- a coffee machine that won't turn off. As Hmm. This happened to me recently, but with a water <laughs> dispenser at work. Uh, Danielle, I don't know if you were in that day. Were you there for that? I, I have been present for the coffee machine having a mind of its own and well, so blowing this was, coffee all over the floor. So this is one of the water, yeah. this was one of the little water dispensers, and it just wouldn't turn off. It just wouldn't turn off, and I kept getting glasses and cups to try to fill them with water because I didn't want <laughs> the water going everywhere, but I just ran out. I just ran out, and I was like, there's no way, and then we got facilities to come shut it off. But like, oh, yeah, I was I've, there for I've this. Been, yeah, I've been, minus, minus the Nazis, I've been there, uh, BJ. Uh, and it's just, I like seeing him bumble. Like, I like seeing this dude, again, like, small moments, but, like, oh, right, like, he's good at killing Nazis, he's good at strapping pieces of metal to his body to give him armor points, and not much else. Like, he isn't, he isn't a suave dude. He isn't James Bond. He's fucked up this coffee machine, and now, oh, no, a chief Nazi lady, the the head of, like, the the women's Nazi youth is here. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a good reveal, because, first, your whole world is this fucking coffee machine it's like a close-up of the machine and yeah he's fucked it all up and then it's like the slow pan where you and you've we've all had this moment where we realize we're not alone yeah where like there is a context and a setting that we've been ignoring and now we've sort of made ourselves conspicuous and what that means in this this context is you just slow turn and there's like heavily armed Guards who've entered the dining room and a robot uh, and, a, car. and a, and a robot. giant fucking robot, a giant Nazi robot. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's amazing. And then it, yeah, and then so you've got this this kind of it's also kind of wonderful symbolism a little bit where you're holding this tray of coffee and you're already on a train so it's already rocking a little bit and the coffee is spilling a tiny bit and he realizes like oh this you know insane uh nazi person is gonna have their fun with me oh and also there's a giant robot oh and also there's i can't go this way if you try to kind of go the quieter way 
you can't go through the other exit. So it's like, well, I got to walk right. through hell. And so he's kind of shaking the tray a tiny, tiny bit. You can kind of see like, oh, he's he's utterly terrified. He doesn't have a gun in his hand. He has coffee cups in his hand. So he doesn't know what to do. And that's like a really oh, nice. Oh, that's a really good point. I yeah, like that a like, lot. I like the maybe, notion of Maybe like, it's unintentional, but I, I, no, I like no, that. That's a great read. That's a great read. That's a really good read. And then he gets called over basically by Frau Engel, who again is like the the head of the Nazi little girls movement, basically, right? Like that's what okay. she's in charge of at this point. And um, is also just clearly uh, very sadistic, um, is is very intimidating, um, is is joined by a, a dude who's with her, a very Booby. young Booby. Booby. Yep, Hans, Hans yeah. Booby, uh, who is... <laughs> I don't know, it's like implied to be like sort of like a... Like like a, a Sex toy, sort yeah, of basically thing. just a sex toy, toy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and is uh, interrogates you and says, but since she doesn't interrogate you, interrogate you is the wrong word. She plays a game with you. She's like toying with you, like a cat and a mouse, uh, in which she basically says, like, with her with her boy toy, like, does this guy look Aryan to you? Like, does, is this, is he is are you is BJ is BJ pure? Let's find out if his blood is pure and starts putting down photos. Um and and says straight up like I'm also gonna put this gun here if you take it's it you're very void fucking Kampf, to be yes honest. It's oh it's meaningless a, fucking yes. photos that yes. you're supposed to have some reaction to well like and that sequence is like so the photos are things like a photo of a woman's teeth or her her eyes uh, a photo of spiders or of white skulls which one disgusts you more which one turns you on more. Um, and then of course the big reveal of that sequence is like, it's completely arbitrary. It's completely nothing. It's, it's just a power play. It's just about her saying, I am the one who is in control. And if I wanted you dead right now, I totally could have you killed. Like I could just tell this guy back here, this guy is a Jew, kill him. Um, and that is, I actually really like that as a, as a, uh, here's one of the sequences where I think like there is a very clear political history, which is that you know again and again through Europe, even in in pre-Nazi Europe, you had uh, you know fascists, proto-fascists, anti-Semites saying, "I decide who is a Jew." Right? Like there there are like specific instances where you would have a Nazi who had friends who were Jewish and arbitrarily would say, "Oh no 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 no!" Like this is one of the good ones. This one is the one who who matters. Put away the thing that would, you know, put away your charts. We're not here to judge. Uh, the, the science doesn't say who is a Jew. Social reality, my decision decides who is a Jew. Uh, and that is such an important part of understanding what Nazism is, is that it, the, the charts, the things that measure noses, the notion over whether eye color matters, the, all of the, the kind of the, 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 character, the superficial characteristics that they use in propaganda, that they put up as alibis to say this is the scientific backing for our belief, all of that crumbles away because what really matters is that they are in power and that they will decide who lives and who dies. They will decide whose rights are taken away, who gets moved into camps, who is and isn't allowed to move freely, like what uh, everyone's life is like. And and this felt like a deeply important small moment of, of understanding that, that like this character is is evil, not because she believes simply that Jews are scientifically worse than than white folk, uh, than, than the Aryan race, the supposed Aryan race. It's that she even knows that that's bullshit beyond that. And that what is really important is that she is the one who is in power. Uh, it's like such a good little illustration of her as a terrible person. Um, though I'm also like, I was a little squeamish around like, 
her as sex fiend as like negative characterization that stuff didn't really work for me but her as like arbitrary mistress of who lives and who dies did work well and i think it's it's one of those instances where uh i think it's easy to like what you just said describing how nazi ideology and propaganda works is Mm -hmm. one thing to experience it and i'm you know i use experience in the lightest of terms but um but 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 to participate in what that means in a non-abstract way, right? Like where you are participating in an in an in a uh, in a in a an experience of that, re- rather than just reading about what they did, you're playing a character who like experiences like how they did it in a right. way that doesn't feel like distanced from the page. Like it's it's one thing to read about a strategy; it's one thing to to be and uh, have that strategy enacted upon you. And I think that's part of what gives that. That experience, like I think, you can go through that sequence and not necessarily take away the academic interpretation sure. that you just get laid out you're for us. You're just fucking scared. Yeah, you're just but right, but that like that's important in its own way. And then when you get both those contexts, it's it, it makes that scene extraordinarily powerful. And I think it's one of those situations where I, I could see them argue, like I could see the developers arguing, like, oh, we didn't mean to put like an examination of the, <laughs> the, the you know the 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 political ideologies right. and the arbitrary ar- ar- arbitrary nature of that ideology into the game but they did as a re- you know what i mean like it's yep. one of those we were like it functions both ways regardless of how the art was designed in a way that I think you can appreciate on multiple levels. Yeah. It's also the second instance of, like, resistance is futile. Like, yeah, you can pick up that gun and, and pull the trigger. You don't kill her. You get stomped on by a big robot. Uh, yeah. And I tried. Listen, I knew I, I knew it would be a game over every time. Like, I knew after the first time I did it, like, okay, this is a game over every time. I still tried probably – I tried, like, a Super Meat Boy level. I was like, yep, sign me back <laughs> up. Start over. I'm going to pick up that gun. Like, I'm going to pick up the gun. I'm going to pull the trigger twice. I just want one bullet to hit her. Just let her hit – let me hit her once and I'm good. Uh, and it's – no, no. I couldn't. I couldn't get a hit in. So, uh, uh, any other thoughts on this part of the train before we pivot to train sex? Hashtag train sex. Train oh, well, that's yeah. I was gonna say we gotta we gotta touch on train sex. Tell me about train, Patrick. Tell me about train sex. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a good cutscene. I think like this is this is one of the first like I by and large uh, dislike how Bioware, who is the other company that is like you know largely known for like engaging in. Uh, depictions of sex on screen. Like, most games just don't, you know, they pretend yeah. that sex doesn't exist, um, <laughs> and they certainly don't portray it, because I have to imagine it's awkward to hand animate, <laughs> you know? I think part mm-hmm. of that is maybe just because it's, like, an awkward thing to have to develop, as opposed to actually just shooting two people um, having sex That's on all. set. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about versus animating shooting people, which, oh. is, <laughs> which is its own, uh, which is the fact that that's the case is its own fucking cultural. Yeah, that is, that is a separate conversation. But um, like I, I remember at the time and, and still feel this way watching it a second time that it is like an interestingly understated sex scene and like works pretty well for establishing those characters. Even the way like the shot is composed of the sex scene, like, like, Yes, uh, like she is naked, but it doesn't feel exploitative in the way that that scene easily could have been uh, about those two characters. And the way, like the the narrative of what you know BJ is saying underneath it, like undercuts like the like the what could have been a sexy scene. Like mm-hmm. it's actually it's actually him conveying that like the world is terrible. I feel nothing, and that when. When this comes after a moment in which the game is doubling down on this sense that, like, yes, you are playing a game in which, like, you think you're going to win, but you need to be reminded that you probably can't win. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. And that you are so far in a hole that resistance is purely for the act of resistance as opposed to actually achieving a meaningful goal other than saying that you tried. And that his his lines of dialogue here, I think, are really effective in contrast to the cutscene in which he's like, sometimes, you know, it's literally just the touch of another person is is worth it when everything else is fucking garbage and you know it's all not it's all for naught. Yeah, I I like vary of two minds with the scene, partially because I play a lot of Bioware games and actually have a, a loose fondness for some of those scenes. Probably not the Mass Effect ones are not as strong as like the Dragon Age Inquisition ones, um, which come at the end of long sequences of. Like, they go beyond, like, bad flirting and into good characterization. Uh, scenes of, of, like, oh, who is this person? Why am I connected to them? Why am I attracted to them? I'll, I'll agree with you there in saying that Inquisition, I think, handle... I didn't play Andromeda, yeah, so yeah. I can't speak to Andromeda. I, no. But I, nope. I specifically... I specifically, like, sort of speaking to, like, the Mass Effect sort of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're flirting. And then, boom, let's and go. Now we're Fuck. fucking. Um, The the, the weird thing here is, like, that's also what happens here. It's just not you didn't hit the flirt button, right? Like, BJ and Anya, like, Anya's cared for this dude for a long time. They've spoken a hundred words to each other. Now it's time to fuck. And that happens, to be clear. Like, that's not a thing that doesn't happen (laughs) in the world. Uh, But it is, it is, it it, it did rub me, not the wrong way. It, um... It just seemed it seemed very hasty, and I think partially I'd read editorials about how good the sex scenes were in Wolfenstein, and how like how they oh the importance of sex and healing in Wolfenstein: The New Order and and things like that. Where I was like, all right, like sign me up, like I'm ready to go. And I was like, okay, like yeah, like, yeah, that was just, that wasn't uh, like it wasn't offensive, like it was an okay sex scene, I guess. Like, but so, I wasn't moved by it. There's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit I, in the in the hospital. You can mm-hmm. you can go to the bathroom and there's like a little scene where it's like BJ has like a God I can't even sorry I'm being very immature and sort of giggling to myself every time every time you say BJ a sex scene mm-hmm. and his name is BJ his name is fucking BJ so I don't know what else to say well he he goes to you know the bathroom and there's a bathtub there and he's like oh I've been here before and there's like this tiny little cutscene where she's giving him a bath. But it's mm. kind of erotic, actually. She kind of makes a face like, oh, you know. Like, I, there's an implied level of care here or, and, like, attraction here that Anya was actually right, right, right. really attracted to this guy who she's taking care of. And, like, you know, now that he's actually an active part of the world again, it's... <laughs> right. It, again, this is, this is maybe the only subtlety in the entire game. But... There is a sort of tiny through line there that says, like, no, you know what? She she wants to get laid. There's also all this stuff. Yeah. There's a letter. Uh, you can you can find a letter where the grandma is talking about, like, why hasn't she gotten married yet? And it's like, oh, she's got ah. too much on her mind. She's got a lot going on. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I just, from my point of view, it's kind of like Anya's fucking horny and she likes this guy. Totally. It's like, you know I what? Think like, her making the move is like, sex. like. Her, like, yeah, yeah. Her, like, do you mind sharing is totally, yep, good. It's like, good. It's, I think absolutely. it's a really good 
uh, I just thought like the scene itself was like okay, you know, like this is. Oh, yeah, so I yeah, think yeah, the, the funny sure. thing is, it's like that just reflects that the standards are low in video games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. That like because we have so few examples of yes. sex being depicted in games when a game does that doesn't feel exploitative and from, directly from the male gaze. Yeah. Uh, it's like oh, like that was, and that's I think that's again w- w- at the beginning talking about revisiting this is interesting like when i watch it a second time what i actually was impressed by was like the layering of like uh bj's uh uh narrative to the scene rather than the actual framing of the sex scene because that's what caught my eye the first time because i was like oh shit like it's understated which is not necessarily mean it's good it's just understated (laughs) like so but go on no you you, um, that's Okay, I'm done. Well, yeah, I'm... so just the, uh, the the one thing I will say is there's another sex scene in this game that's mm-hmm. played off a little more lightly, and I think maybe that's what stem what some of these okay. positive comments stemmed from because like so this first scene is a very classic like oh it's first time between a new couple like this is the mm-hmm. moment of like you know them sort of like you know getting together. Uh, there's a, there's a scene later that is much more of a like. You're already a couple. There's no seduction. It's just like, man, things are really heavy right now. Let's go have sex, and that'll make us feel better. Right. And it's sort of like played off lightly, but it's also done in a really uh, that kind of works to its credit. It, it, it's sort of a it, it, it isn't this video game treatment of like sex is an achievement or something that like mm-hmm. is the end goal of a relationship. Yes, it is portrayed as part of a relationship and. A something that can actually be funny more than romantic uh, yeah, that, in, in certain contexts. Even the, this part of it being like, this isn't, you didn't win the game and now you get to see these two characters bone, like, is good. Like, I do, I do absolutely appreciate that it's like, okay, this is how we're starting this relationship. This is how we are saying we are we are together now. Like, that is like a, a, we are consummating our relationship and like saying, hey, like, we're in it and also, like, I'm into you for real, we're gonna fuck and that's just people like it's not it's not oh no we're finally going to assault the death's head's new compound it's it's time now finally for the sex button to be hit and and i, I do the sex appreciate button that is active yeah. welcome to the now... sex button our new podcast yeah. about sex, sex and video button. games um uh, so i think we should probably get to the next section but i'm not sure yes. like uh Isenwall prison i don't have a great deal to say about like the for me the main thing that happens here is you're reunited with uh well with wyatt cases, with your friend wyatt uh, right yeah, exactly oh. exactly wyatt who you definitely saved uh <laughs> wyatt you couldn't possibly resist the nazis without wyatt <laughs> uh pro- can we get some people i i want to make a uh, a plea that if if you are out there and you play yeah. This game, and you have the Wyatt path, because um, after you make that decision, the game like puts up a giant icon it's... that says like 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 there are two paths in this game, like yep. it, it implying that like there's a whole bunch of cutscenes that none of us have ever seen. I'm curious, someone would write in and give us sort of like the because I'm not, I'd rather someone just explain it to us yes. than me go hunting down cutscenes. Uh, mm-hmm. What it, what how how does the game material change, especially if you've played it both ways? I'm not saying the answer to this, but do you know who the other companion is that you get? No. I don't. You don't. You don't know. None of you know mm-hmm. who the other. Okay. Instead of instead of okay. We should. You know. Maybe we should have organized. Somebody should have sacrificed themselves. I, should I have know sacrificed myself. because I looked at because I, I heard about it years ago. It's wild. You really don't know. You really don't know who's in this game. Nope. This is the reason you pick Wyatt. 
Can I spoil oh, this? Oh, shit. Okay, now I know where you're going. Yep. So instead of getting Tekla... Okay, let's get through this and we'll... Okay, you get to a resistance base event. You you go through the prison. Does anyone have notes on the prison? You get a cool little mini laser gun uh, that cuts through things. One, that's cool. One note on the prison. There's a conversation that's foregrounded at the prison, which is that the Nazis have built everything out of this like weird super concrete. Yes, super, super crude or whatever. Two guards are talking about two things. People are getting sick, like, in droves in Nazi Germany. Like, And there's a theory that, like, is there something about the concrete? Is there something in the air? And the, they, they can't pin it down. The other thing is some of their buildings are just, like, rotting away. Like, they're yeah. falling apart, uh, which I think is a pretty great metaphor for, like, what the Nazis were going to end up building, right? It's, like, it's it's all just, like, what's the most, like, you know, functional, uh, boring, ugly material we possibly Brutalist. can get. Sorry to those yeah, of you yeah. who love concrete brutalism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's concrete. And that's what they built their entire civilization out of. And it's creating, like, a toxic miasma and a crumbling society. There you go. That's all. Don't build things with Nazis. Don't. <laughs> Don't. They're not structurally oh. sound. The problem, the problem isn't the rebar. It's right. the Nazis. It's yep. the Nazis, my guy. Uh, the 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 other thing that I, I loved about this sequence is like, one, you're fighting lots of Nazis who don't have guns because like, why would they have guns? They're just running this prison. Two, they're all like asleep, like all of them, like all the time. It's super easy to get. And everyone's just like, there's a bit where BJ's just like, these are the laziest Nazis I've ever seen. Uh, it's <laughs> extremely good. Uh, you bust you bust out your friend Fergus, and then you fight your way through the prison. It turns into a rolling gun battle. There's a good like little ambush moment. Um, you get in the car uh, and and immediately crash the car. Uh, and then you drive for like thirty seconds. You drive through the prison and then like through a big window and then crash into the streets of Berlin. Uh, and then Anya is there with the with the assist to pick you up and get you to a new car. Uh, and then the the rad reveal of where the resistance hideout is is like a block away from prison underwater, like near the canal, you know, 30 feet underground. Uh, the last place they'll look guys is right underneath their noses. Uh, and you, you join up with the resistance. Now the resistance has a bunch of interesting characters in it. I'm curious what everyone's favorite is. And, and I'm going to, uh, we're going to get there in a second. But the thing I want to say is, do you know, Tekla, the scientist? Yeah. Yeah. I believe she's optional. She, you oh. only get Tekla if you picked Fergus. Um, otherwise, you get this guy named Jay. Jay. Who is... I'm going to find a cutscene just to show you. You have to see this guy. Uh, he is a black dude from America. He's seen some shit. He's seen the world go bad. And there's something else about him. Which is, he knows how to play guitar real good. What? Oh, that is... Fuck, why couldn't the game have communicated this character? Some, like, give me, like, a psychic vision of, like... Just, mm, you're gonna get a cool... with Wyatt. <laughs> yep, I will you, later be friends. With Jimi Hendrix, who is just in this game, in wow. your fucking... Like, a hundred... I'm gonna link you to this, this opening cutscene with him now. Which I don't think I can listen to because of this weird setup that I have going on. <laughs> I, I don't get sound, but it's just Jimi Hendrix. It's just Jimi. Uh, which is wild. There's a sequence later where he plays a star, the Star Spangled Banner. It, like, it, it, he goes all in. Oh my God. Um, we just don't get this because we picked Fergus. Instead, we get, like, what if, what if, te what if Tesla was a lady is basically the other character. Oh, fuck that. Uh, that sucks. 
Well, that, I, yeah, I know. Thanks, Fergus. <laughs> you ruined Fergus. it. <laughs> but this is the trade-off, right? Like, do you want Jimi Hendrix yeah, and Wyatt, or do you want this is a good like Nikola Tesla, but a lady and Fergus? And generally speaking, the vocal performances in this game Fergus is no Jimi Hendrix, I guess. Are, are pretty well done. Um, so you go, but you get back to this resistance base, right? Like that's the where where we leave off is you get you know, where we leave off. You get guitar. back to the resistance base. This it's so this like good. little ramshackle bunker okay. with uh, okay. you know six or seven people in it, um, including Whoa. people you've well, seen before. Like, did we fuck up? They do a wrestle. Yeah, we up. They do a wrestle. Is that right? Tell me that there's not fan fiction of these two together. Maybe. Uh, oh, did I lose connection? Jake, I BJ lost the connection. BJJ. I'm back. Sorry. Am I here now? Can you hear me? Uh-huh. Yeah, I can okay. hear you. I lost connection. So you get back to your base, uh, and it's a bunker, and there's like a bunch of you know little rooms in there. It's kind of ramshackle, and you meet up with the people who, including some people you worked with before, like your commander, who I think is named Caroline. Is that right? Yeah, Becker. Caroline Be- Becker? Bechter? I think, I think it's Caroline Becker, yeah. Yeah. Um, Who's like the this rad lady in a wheelchair because she there's this great sequence of you two like comparing notes on how fucked up you got because of the Nazis, <laughs> how just like how the Nazis injured you a rap battle. Uh, it was really good. Uh, and like very warm. There's lots of warmth between characters in this game that I really love to see. Um, talking about this game has made me like this game more. So that's nice. <laughs> uh, she also has a, a really uh, uh, great line. Um, because they, you know, they, they they engage with the fact that she, um, you know, is in a wheelchair. They don't ignore that yep. part of the character, but they also don't, uh, it both doesn't define her, but it also, they don't, like, pretend it's not a thing. Like, right. there's that great right. sequence when um, uh, you uh, sneak into the, uh, what do they call it, the, aqua- the aquatic? Well, the Nautica, the London, London Nautica. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, these helicopters, and we'll, we'll get there, but just to s- skip to the, the end sequence when, like, the helicopters come in, and then that's, like, a moment of quiet where, you know, BJ mentions, uh, like, you know, like, I think he says, like, I'm sorry, you know, what happened to you, what happened to your to your legs, and then, like, there's this great fucking moment where she's like, well, it's fine, I learned how to fly, and then, like, the, like it lifts up, like, the music kicks in, yeah. like, that sequence gave me goosebumps the first time, and, like, I knew it was coming the second time, and it still gave me goosebumps. Like, just the framing, the way the music kicks in, like, uh-huh. the angle of the shots, I was like, fuck, hell yeah, she knows what's up. Like, fucking Nazis ain't gonna stop her, even though she's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yep. That's right. She, she also lifts weights, which makes me really happy. Oh, my God, that yeah. bit is so yeah. good. So good. Like, I know it's, like... You should just stumble into her doing <laughs> lifting weights while you're, like, looking for... Max's toys yep. and oh my god I, I just remember watching it for like a good 30 seconds being like that is that says so like that little moment says so much about her as a character yeah. without saying anything at all yeah, it's so good there is like uh, there is definitely a sort of like uh, uh, like island of misfit children nature of <laughs> the resistance where it's like uh, and I, I don't, I don't, there is a collection of people who have different identities and, and who have different disabilities. And it's like, these are the people the Nazis would perch, right? Like, yeah. except for BJ, who is like white passing, like, that's like part of how he can move around in some instances. Uh, and also a literal ex-Nazi who is in the crew. Um, <laughs> everyone is like, 
you know, I, I think that they've said that tes- uh, Tekla is, like, on the autism spectrum. Um, the man who uh, is the guy named... What's the guy named who's, who's taking care of the, the big, Klaus. large... Klaus. Klaus and Max? Is that, is that what their names yep. are? Max, um, yeah. Who, who has suffered... It looks like has suffered brain damage. Like, his skull is... is Wounded? Yeah, no, like uh, they've like planed away a huge fraction ugh, of the skull. It's, it's fucking it's, hard to to yeah. yeah. And and then you you know you learn that you know part of the reason that Klaus is so close with Max is because uh, at one point Max resisted the Nazis right. who then proceeded to kill both his wife and his child, and so then Max becomes sort of his both Max like mentally speaking like has you know the ability to express himself in a very childlike manner because of what happened to him and that he becomes sort of like a surrogate child to um klaus and like the way that plays out and like the little optional scenes you can have and the, like the actual scenes that like it's there's a lot like there are a lot of games do the hey you're stuck in a bunker like mm-hmm. go talk to people like but this game does characterization both in a cutscene way and stuff you stumble upon in the environmental storytelling that paints just so many interesting stories about the dynamics of these people that uh, that a lot of games don't don't do nearly as well yeah there was definitely a moment of me being like okay like I hope that they stick the landing because they're they're writing a lot of checks in in this introduction to who <laughs> yeah. this cast is which is like all right we have we have two characters who are neuroatypical we have a character in a wheelchair uh, we have <clears throat> an ex-nazi like Okay, like I, I hope y'all stick the landing on this. So, so I'm I'm curious to see the rest of this game. I know I'm obviously a lot of you like it, so I'm hoping that you're right and and that I'm going to enjoy the rest of, of that. But but from what I've seen, has been really strong so far. So, um, there's also a nightmare sequence that you can find, which sends sends BJ all the way back, maybe to Castle Wolfenstein, and you can play through the first level of Ca- Castle Wolfenstein. Oh, but like. Yeah. You're just in your own regular mode. Like, you're just still... You still just pick up, like, guns like guns. And then you're shooting pixel people. It's 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 pretty charming. That level's long is my only problem with it. <laughs> I think yeah, I think I died once and it was like, all right. Yeah. Like, I don't need I'm to do good. that again. <laughs> I don't like It's called a nightmare for a reason, you know? Uh, well, and then also, uh, there's a reason that Wolfenstein is largely just credited with uh, starting the first-person uh, shooter movement as opposed to being the game that people like to go back to. Like, right. I've replayed Doom several times, and I still enjoy that game. Like, it, Wolfenstein's, it's not bad, yeah. but it's, it, like, it's, it doesn't ha- it doesn't hit the same way. No. Uh, it's not as enjoyable now in the same, in the way that maybe Doom uh, is able to get away with. Yeah. Totally. Um is there more in this base? Because like, oh, there's one more thing. The big thing is like you have to find the the plan or the location, the plans, the the something regarding these helicopters, right? The Whisper Operation Whisper or something like that, right? Um, which are these like special prototype, like vertical, like liftoff, uh, uh, like aircraft. They're like helicopters that can fold in their their they're helicopters with two blades that can fold in their blades and do not like nose dives. It's kind of dope. Um, and there's some good characterization again with with Klaus and Max uh, around those and and how they tied into uh, the the trauma there. Um, and there's also a conversation. There's the one bit of dialogue in this game so far that really bugged me was exposition around who Anya around Anya's past because it's clear Caroline is like, what do you do? Like early on, that bit's good. Caroline being like, who is this? What she? What can she do? Why is she here? <laughs> is good because Caroline doesn't take shit and is like trying to trying to fucking win a war that she already lost ages. She ago. wouldn't have picked Wyatt. 
Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Taking one look at that and is like, Dunzo. I got Mads uh, yeah, you. <laughs> why who? Yeah, why not? Um, oh, boo! And uh, but then later, there's this there's just this moment of of back and forth between the two of them, where uh, you know they're like they're like looking over some stuff, and and uh, Anya reveals that she knows how to read some language or something, uh, and Carolyn's like, "Where did you learn that?" And Anya's like, "Oh, I, London University. I went to I, when I was getting my degree in archaeology." And and then Caroline's like, "Okay, help me come decrypt this then." And it's just like, I get it. You wanted to introduce that Anya has this specific history in archaeology so that you can get into like the Jewish mysticism stuff that's definitely coming around the corner. <laughs> like, we need an archaeologist. We need someone who knows how to decrypt things. I get it. But it was just like one of those like. Ah, this is the second pass. Like I, everything else is so high level in terms of the interactions that there's one little thing felt so first draft to me that I want them to go back and just patch it out, just fix it. Get, go get them back in the studio, make a more naturalistic dialogue. You can do it. I believe in you. Uh, the most expensive, useless patch in in history, but I'm demanding it <laughs> from my platform. Um, and so then, Rob, this is the thing that you said. Like you were like, get to the beginning of chapter six. Walk me through why this is so important to you. Okay. Uh, So one of the things about this game is that it's going to be about resistance. The war is over. Like at, at no point really does this game hold out a serious hope that you're about to liberate Europe or liberate the world. Like really your, your goals are, are, much more modest they are what do we do we fight nazis to the best of our ability and kill as many of them as we can and that's kind of the end game like they're 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 carrying off operations and they are hoping to build a movement but there is kind of a fatalism uh that runs through a lot of the uh the the chrysau circle and the game doesn't explicitly depict what you're doing as well, okay, so at the opening of Chapter 6, you're beginning your assault on the London Nautica. But it's an impregnable fortress. Like, there's, there's no way an assault can carry off, can, can, can succeed unless you sort of blow a hole in the, in the perimeter uh, around the building. And the person who volunteers to do it is a member of the Resistance who's sort of introduced in that sequence at, at HQ uh, named Bobby. Uh, Bobby Bram. And wait, Bobby Brown's this. in this game too. Yep. Wait, Jimi <laughs> yeah. Hendrix, Bobby Brown, uh, and and the Beatles actually are are, are <laughs> in in it as well. Um, but yeah, so he's sort of this this surly, uh, you know, standoffish guy, and comes across like a little bit of a prick. Uh, but he volunteers for the mission to what amounts to a suicide bombing. Like he's going to car bomb the London Nautica. Uh, and in the explosion, he's going to crack the defenses open, and you can go in and fulfill the mission. But what strikes me as important is, is twofold. One is Bobby is somebody who's at the end of his tether. Like, he is uh, he is BJ if he hadn't spent uh, 16 years in uh, sort of a vegetative state, right? Like, he is, he's been doing, he's been fighting the, mm. the Nazis mm. for, like, tw- for his entire life. He's been doing this for, like, 25 years he's done there's nothing left 
And so when he sees the opportunity to quit the fight and make his death mean something, he jumps at it. He does not hesitate. He wants to die. He wants to, he wants to tap out. And it's the first glimpse we get of what I think the game's real theme is going to be, which is that this shit is exhausting. That, yeah. like, no matter how righteous your cause, no matter how evil your enemies, fighting this intensely, believing this hard, trying to maintain this faith is exhausting and eventually perhaps impossible. There is a point where you just give out no matter how willing the spirit is. And so his death, he's kind of this throwaway character, but he's a very crucial piece of foreshadowing of where the story's headed. The other thing gotcha. is that you're explicitly using terrorist tactics at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. There is no there is no disguising it. Like the fact that your enemy is the Nazis, they're unambiguously evil. Um I think do an interesting thing where it's sort of recasting like there's that classic, uh, you know, saying one man's terrorist, another man's freedom fighter. Here, this game is explicitly like using the framework. You're using a tactic, the only one that's left to you, because your enemy has overwhelming advantages. But is it? Are you morally culpable for using this tactic? No, because they're fucking Nazis. <laughs> but it's something you have to think about when, when you know, when when you're thinking about how we discuss like what are legitimate approaches to war and what are not. Yeah, I, that stuff, it, it, I, I think just I've seen that message delivered so often, so many times, like, the point at which that has even entered a Star Wars film because, through Rogue One, that, like, I, I Oh, but Rogue One fucked it up, though. Yeah, yeah, like, but but that's my like, point, is, like, I, I think it's been, I've been, it has been declawed for me as, like, I get it, you know what I mean? And so seeing it here didn't move any, didn't move the dial for it, didn't move the, uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It didn't move anything for me. Nothing of me moved. Not my dials, not my mm-hmm. motors, not my di- whatevers. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like, I, I think that the stuff that, that hits me, the thing that you just said of, of this character being the BJ who would have been if he had not been knocked out uh, until precisely this moment where he could maybe have the biggest possible influence um, is, is really interesting. Like, like, this is what it would look like to have thrown yourself against the Nazi wall again, 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 and have no movement uh, is is pretty fascinating. Um, and and you blow it up. You, he, he goes in. It's weird that BJ doesn't think he's going to do it. It seems like, I think BJ's like convinced himself somehow that like he's going to jump out that car. He's not going to jump out that car, BJ. <laughs> That's not where this goes. Um, and detonates this huge, really interesting facility that is like, it's called the Nautica because it's near the water, I guess, but it's all about air flight, right? It's kind of like if you've been to Chicago's Museum of Science and Industry, mm-hmm. where it is like this monument to like mid-20th century American technology and industry, <laughs> that's kind of what the London Nautica is in this world. It's like, look at all the wonders of Nazi infrastructure and science. And so it's where you learn that like, oh yeah, there's like a moon base in shit. Like, come right. children, like come into the planetarium and, you know, marvel at our Nazi sky. Uh, yeah, that it's it's this weird like it's part headquarters and part like uh, like political museum. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I actually I like this level in in the way I like a lot of like shock games or or again lots of like immersive sim things of just like oh you're telling the story through this this cafeteria you're telling me this story because I can imagine people being forced to come here on school trips, um, which is which is. 
always the way I like to tell stories in, in games. Like I like to be told stories in games. Is like, can I imagine a shitty field trip to this museum, this Nazi moon museum? Yes. Okay. Well, now I understand. <laughs> um, but beyond that, it is just kind of a, a pretty straightforward shooting level until you get to the reveal at the end, which is ancient Jewish technology is real, <laughs> and the Nazis have it. Uh, and I don't know, am I, like, reading into it, or is the supposition there that, like, this is the technology that the Nazis have? Is that, like, Death's Head? I yeah. you don't spoil no, it for, clear, I like, they yeah, got no, it for <laughs> there, Yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, there's a, well, just wait. Yeah, there's, like, a specific mission in, in, that I'm thinking of later in the game where we continue to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I will say that, like, I'm curious about how all of this stuff is handled. Um, I've spoken to some people vaguely about this over the years, uh... And there is something sort of weird of, like, there's something that is very clearly supposed to be, even at this point, like, oh, shit, like, the Jewish people were the ones who had power all along, like, which mm-hmm. is, which is, like, I get that the notion there is supposed to be, like, a flex, you know what I mean? Like, like it's supposed to be, um, what's the word, like, not reclamative, but, like, uh, it's supposed to, like, turn it on its head, right? Um, it's supposed to be subversive in this way. They're like, fuck the Nazis. Actually, Jewish people are really powerful. Um, but like, core... The Secretly thing that, powerful. That's really the, yeah, powerful. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's and the part like, that's bugging me out a little bit and is making me a and, bit kind of worried is like, I don't need to... I hope that this game doesn't become... Actually, the elders of Zion have always had superpowers, <laughs> and the Nazis knew about it and wanted to take advantage of it. Like, because that gets dangerously close to like actual shitty things anti-semites have said you know yeah um which i don't know i don't think that's an intentional i don't i don't fucking know i I don't know anyone's heart ever i don't think it's an intentional thing and i hope that they stick the landing on it um but Uh. but it's it's tricky territory as well it is it is complex territory to talk about like the ancient jews having magical technology (laughs) is what i'll say also it all looked like dwemer ruins from from yes. the sky, from uh, you know, Oblivion Skyrim, Skyrim yeah. um, from uh, Elder Scrolls, and I am like literally the first thing I saw was like, oh shit, is this a weird Elder Scrolls crossover? And then like, no, no, idiot, like it's of course they're not going to use Wolfenstein to to cross over into the Elder Scrolls universe. Oh my god! But what if they did? <laughs> Wolfenstein, uh, the next Wolfenstein game is going to be set in the Shivering Isles. Uh, it's going to be very good. <laughs> God. Uh, and that's like, that chapter is like, I think it, it ends or it starts really strong with the explosion and like trying to break in. And there's some cool stuff with elevators in the middle, but otherwise it's just like, I'm shooting people. And then it ends with actually, I guess the boss fight, right? The big robot. And then the stuff you were talking about, Patrick, they're like reuniting, stealing those helicopters and busting the fuck out. Yeah. 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 I think, I think uh, it, it ends pretty, pretty strong. I mean, I mean, that's the, you know, it, especially for you, I can, I can hear the the mild disdain as you discuss like oh yeah then like the fucking shooting sequence because you you don't you're not a big fan of the shooting in this game whereas when I get a shooting sequence I'm like all right yeah time to time to fucking shoot like I'm I'm ready yeah I think that, that brings us up to speed on where we said we were going to to get at this point right like um, yeah. there's some some questions in from fans that, that we can we can take a, a quick look at if if people have time I know Danielle yeah, you have sure. to. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay soon. for another 20 minutes or so. So I can I can do a okay, question cool. or two, for sure. Awesome. Uh, so this one comes in from something... So this is something I missed completely. Um, this comes in from Gwen, who says, 
How do you feel about Anya's diary, which she presents BJ as if it were her cousins, detailing her uh, exploits? You know, Did that not come yeah, up yet? We should hold off on that. Yeah. Okay. This, I thought it was something discussion. I just missed. I thought maybe it was no, something no, 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 I no. totally missed. That's okay. a reveal that's like Act 3. Okay, I'll, I will move on then. Uh, all right. So uh, this one comes in from Andy, who says... Uh, hi crew, first time writer to either the regular cast or 101, so I quickly want to say that I love everything y'all are doing here. Oh. On to Wolfenstein. Um, uh, I've just started chapter 10, so I'm a bit past you, and I'll try to generalize to the extent that I'm pulling from material after chapter 6. One of the things that I've noticed so far is a big focus on not just hope and resistance in a seemingly hopeless world, but explicitly personal or individual resistance. It seems to me that a number of actions taken by characters in the game are done from an individual standpoint of resistance. And yet the story uses those actions to illustrate how small acts can overlap and connect with other small individual acts, at least in two major ways. One, individual acts can spark and propel collective struggle, even if the collective at this point is uh, remains small scale as far as we can tell and two individual resistance when there's seemingly no hope left can still leave behind a thread for others to take up even if you're gone when they when they do my favorite example of number two so far is explored a bit later in chapter eight uh i won't spoil anything here but my observations may be a bit premature given that you're only covering up to chapter six please feel free to save this question from not we'll come back to, to this character that, that he's talking about here and uh, for sure in the future um so yeah i think that's a, a really good point that connects to what you were saying before rob uh, around hope and, and digging deeper into what what we mean by hope uh, in in this way, right? Like, it's it's not it is not hope of uh, and Patrick, you just said this too. There's no hope that you're going to beat the Nazis here, right? Like, Caroline Caroline does clearly want to fucking take it to them, but I don't think even she is like. And then we're gonna like, and then we're gonna bring America back, and then we're gonna bring back the West, the Western Europe, and it's all gonna be exactly the way it was before. Like, it's- well, that's that's, and then that's I think what's fascinating is that. Uh, while you know, machine is uh, machine games has talked about like when this game is coming out that like oh we hope it's like the beginning of a larger story we've thought of like a three act structure for it. I don't think you. I think you could play this game and if there never was a sequel, like or at least in the act of playing it and even playing it a second time, knowing the sequel is a couple of weeks out, like it doesn't feel like oh the reason that you haven't turned the tide of the war and like you're going to save everyone is because they're saving it for later it feels like because the story of this game is that that is an impossible mountain to climb and that actually you have to set your expectations accordingly and that surviving and small victories are are actually acts of resistance that are to be applauded as opposed to the 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 larger victory of like destroying the nazis and internalizing that while upsetting and depressing is is the world that you live in totally which is not how most games work most games maybe start out with like haha you can't win but then very clearly it's like aha like you're going to win and like that's you know i like that's not where this game goes like even with the secret jewish (laughs) ancient technology like this game doesn't this game doesn't become like you beat the Nazis. Like, that's not how this game ends. Like, I feel confident. I don't think that's a spoiler to say. Like, I think it, thematically this game is about small victories and what that means and how do you build on that. Right. Even if not victories, small acts of resistance or or, or just the, the act of, like, deciding to resist in itself is is the, the only victory you're going to get sometimes. So... You know, cherish it. <laughs> well, like, that's even in the all the way back to the asylum level where Anya's father always fights against the Nazis when they come to kill somebody or take them away. And he always loses. He always loses. Yeah. He always eventually gives in. And BJ kind of gestures at the notion that, like, 
the fighting is for him. The fighting is the only way he can go to sleep at night is like the dad that is like is is if he doesn't fight then like what's the point of it if he doesn't even put up a, a show of a fight then he's a fraud um and and i i think that that is uh, an interesting thing in general when we talk about self-care that sometimes self-care can mean like throwing yourself at the fucking wall uh because the opposite of just sitting alone in the cell is so much worse because it's so hopeless um which i think this game i i, I do like that notion of of that part of resistance here a lot. Um, this is a small one from Soft Tor on on the Waypoint forums. Who says this isn't a question, but you need to talk about how good the coffee physics are. There is no reason. <laughs> oh, I meant to bring good. that up. I meant to bring that up because the way that coffee it's liquid so good. rolls in that cup, I sat for thirty seconds not triggering the cutscene because like move that coffee, move that coffee, move that coffee. <laughs> it's so good. It's like in like and. Liquid is so hard to do in games. People do yeah. coffee wrong all the time. Shout out to this team for getting coffee right. I hope somebody who made that coffee work is listening and is like, thank you. I put in a week just to get that coffee to move right. It's very good. There are a lot of um, little things in this game like that, like the coffee physics and like tiny gestures in the animation that are mm-hmm. really fantastic and that really sell yeah. a moment. Um I'm also, of course, thinking of, of Anya in the train and, you know, her kind of, like, subtle, when she says, oh, do you mind sharing? Like, her little, like, oh, such a good she has moment. this sly, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, just this look. She's, uh-huh. like, a little shy, but she's also, like, almost winking. Like, there's just uh-huh. a lot of those tiny, like, you know an animator spent so much time getting that perfect, and I, oh, totally perfect God, right. I just yep. appreciate that so much, so. Shout outs uh, to you, animators, on this game. <laughs> <laughs> this right, one uh, on comes this. in. There's cleaners in the fucking house, and I just need to... We've lost Rob. Rob is being cleaned. He's, he's being <laughs> animated right. by a cleaner. I don't know. <laughs> Rob is Vac- vacuumed. All right, I think we can get through this. Resist the vacuum, right, we, just need, we just need another five, ten minutes. Uh, Crimson uh, Behelet says, this is over in the forums also, not exactly sure how to phrase this, but hopefully I get the gist of it across. At what point do you become uncomfortable with Nazi fetishization, especially the notion that they were seemingly Mm. this close to world domination? I get that they're attempting enemy because they're safe, and you're probably not going to get a lot of raised eyebrows over sticking a hatchet into a Nazi's spinal cord. Well, actually, uh, these days. uh, Seriously. uh, But I'm growing increasingly tired and uncomfortable with their portrayal as these seemingly unstoppable foes with the power to literally conquer the globe. I've never managed to nail down exactly what role I feel the entertainment media plays in people's enduring opinions or in shaping history, but I do sometimes wonder if making Nazis out to be this mythical, all-powerful force has any part in their enduring popularity. In the world of Wolfenstein, they are organized, efficient, technologically superior. Hell, they even get to the moon. They are also horrifyingly evil, but you cannot argue against their unbelievable competency. I guess the short version of this question is, what impact, if any, do you think the constant recycling of Nazis as very capable villains has had on their general perception over time? Would we be where we are today without decades of propping up the Third Reich as this seemingly invincible force that were a few missteps away from total global domination when the real history of the matter is far muddier? Well, I think it's like think a really interesting uh, question. Really on the money, uh, to be honest. Like, I think, you know, to an extent, the, the problem is what what's being held up with the Nazis in a lot of cases is like a juxtaposition, right? From like the, the messiness and compromises and frictions of like a free pluralist society. And then the imagined 
order and uh, automation and uh, collective will that comes from uh, a, a fascist society, right? And that's sort of the imagined juxtaposition. Right. But that only works from the perspective of the people who did win the war, uh, you know, the, the pluralist values that, that did succeed, and the Nazis are safely defeated. And so then you can create them as like a juxtaposition of like, well, there but for the grace of God. The problem right. is that even like, and this this goes back to the the history of the the way the the history of the war was taught. Uh, even German generals were sort of a part of this effort. Um, is to there was an agenda on the part of the defeated to a lay everything at the Nazi Party's feet and Hitler's feet, mm-hmm. uh, and that the the competent. Uh, German officers had nothing to do with any of this. Uh, but but then also, people sort of reading that interpretation of history, but then also consuming popular media where the Germans are presented as, you know, always on their A-game, always alert, uh, always super capable. Anyone fighting them is naturally the underdog because the Germans are, are, are so uh, superior in some ways. Uh, it creates this idea where if you wanted to really embrace uh, fascistic aesthetics and ideas, the same art that's trying to turn them into villains also makes them very seductive and right. tells you that, like, hey, these things that you believe about the Nazis, like, that they really had kind of figured out how to run a society, they sure did, and they would have, like, gotten to the moon. And that's really, yeah, the, the history doesn't bear that out. A lot of these guys were fuck-ups. Uh, right. They certainly weren't go- getting to the moon. They were pretty much at the at the end of their tether. Uh, there was going to be no more technological progress from them. But we've got 60 years of media that says, uh, in various ways, man, these guys were incredibly efficient and skillful and competent and all these things that, like, in particular, like, uh, technocratic Western society tends to fetishize, the Nazis embodied it. Right. Yeah, I think that it's a it's a interesting thing, right? Like there is I mean, this is this is even, you know, the members of the so-called alt-right in America wanting to be compared to the empire in Star Wars, right? Like which is just a weird stand-in for for this hyper-competent hyper-technologically advanced uh, fascist regime that we that was imagined again and again in in uh, you know alternate history stories of the Nazis winning or, or Nazis you know gaining access to some new technology or, or whatever. I do also think that there is I, I think that it does also reflect that anxiety or different anxieties and different versions of what the Nazis are do reflect different anxieties in creators. And I think that in some ways, once you get the like they're evil so we can kill them thing checked, there's a, a, a bit of a canvas for what some wants to bring to what their version of Nazis look like because you know you get the I'm interested in the occult and and history stuff and and you can check that box in the Indiana Jones way or in the Wolfenstein the New Order way Um, but otherwise like the Indiana Jones Nazis are sniveling often or they're brutes and they are not like necessarily well organized they're foolish they're easy to trick they're easy to to mislead um and the nazis here are not that like and i think they're they're trying to do two different things in in that regard not that the nazis and indiana jones win right like it's pre world war 2 uh stories uh but but you know it's still they're the kind of whatever the media representation of nazis is can shift here or there and i think that it rep- it often will represent some different anxiety and, and in the case of the wolfenstein the new order one um, I it is it is so clearly this like and maybe this is where this game's politics are but it is 
like technology for the sake of technology, not for the sake of like what technology can do for people. Um, it is it is the thing you talked about with the concrete stuff, right? That like there is this notion that there can be a, a clear uh, technological solution to something that that they the negatives to are completely missed because the technocratic society of the Nazis is not built for safety checks for checking if their concrete is secretly killing everybody um, it's only built for how strong is it it only wants to know how strong the wall is it doesn't want to know what any of the negative side effects are for instance uh, and I think that that is pretty potent and it's tough because one of the things that science fiction and, and you know, speculative fiction and fantasy all do really well is give us shorthand to work through our anxieties by playing out variations of the scenarios that we dread in, in our world. Um, I think it's why I'm interested in the new Colossus, right? Is like, all right, what's this version of America under Nazis look like to these creators? And how do we draw, intentionally or otherwise, how do we draw connections to what we're going through today? Um, and that is, is something that it's tough because I, I don't know how you avoid this thing. Like, is our, you know, does anyone have any good examples of, um, other, other villains in, in games and in stories or, or, or even Nazis again, but in a way that doesn't like build them up in this way? I'm like hmm. struggling to think of another yeah. thing. Like villains are sexy all the time. Villains are made to be attractive. Villains are made to be you want to like we talked about Mass Effect earlier, but like Saren is why I bought Mass Effect One, not Shepard. You know what I mean? Like the Geth is what I was interested in in Mass Effect One. You make villains that are like interesting all the time and sympathetic or 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 unstoppable. Um, and it's it might is it just the 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 very real world reflection of the nazis and and the moment we're in now that that kind of feels like the you know they're coming to collect in a weird way that makes this extra touchy there's there's a couple there's a couple things there it's like there's two things there i want to i want to prize apart but i need your help revisiting that like is the question is there media that doesn't fall in this trap with with nazis or yes is the question that is the context just so different now that we read all these interpretations of nazis differently now it's both of those i think both of those yeah. are true right but i'm curious about villains or examples of nazis that were not that didn't do not fall into this trap of like super hyper competency what if they would have won they were only steps away i mean downfall i guess <laughs> right right or like oh, bickering sh yeah. sure I, yeah I, totally. that is specifically that right it's not yeah. anything else that happens to have you know villains in it it is it is specifically oh, I, about <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that i've got thing. a i've got a really good one um yeah. i just need to check the title uh, real quick um okay so a movie Hogan's not... Heroes. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, although Starlock 17 is actually another good example. Uh, Billy, hmm. Billy Wilder script um, of life inside a prisoner prison camp. Uh, and the Germans are not portrayed to be uh, all that clever or bright. And it's all about the wise ass Americans uh, sort of right. defeating them. But uh, so in 1942, uh, Ernst Lubitsch makes a comedy about the Nazi occupation of Poland called To Be or Not to Be, uh, starring Jack Benny. I want to say. And uh, yeah, so it's Jack Benny and Carol Lombard. 
And I don't think the movie was received very well because it's 1942 and like nobody's really ready to laugh at this. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> Lubitsch is, but remember, this is also a very personal movie for uh, Lubitsch as well, right? Because like he is, uh, you know, an American immigrant. Uh, he has memories of like living in countries uh, as as a Jewish kid, other uh, now under like Nazi occupation. But his portrayal of the Nazis is actually really, really clever and forward-looking in a lot of ways. Like, a lot of the things we later learn about the Nazis, he's already, like, somehow divined about them. Uh, That they're self-promoting. That they're idiots. Uh, That, like, most of these guys are clowns who, like, were too inept to succeed in, like, regular life. But in the Nazi fucking party, uh, they found a way that they can actually successfully rise. And so, like, one of the, like, clownish characters, uh, but also the villain, one of the major villains of the movie, is, like, the Gestapo Commandant of Warsaw, um, who's basically, like, his sole motivating, uh, you know, his sole motivation is basically to look good and competent and effective to other right. Nazis. And he's portrayed <laughs> as this, like, unctuous, like, ingratiating, but hopelessly inept and pathetic uh, functionary, and to a degree, that was the real Nazi party, right? right? Like the the rank and file of that of that movement were fuck ups and clowns. Like most of them weren't Heydrichs, right? Like yeah. who was evil but like competent and, and uh-huh. kind of brilliant and ruthless. Like Himmler uh, got sick watching one execution. And basically couldn't do it. This is the head of the SS, and right. like violence and its cost abhorred him. These were failures. They were failures in life. They were failures as humans. Um, but the Nazi party. It's incredible how much of this that. you can you can just swap out the word Trump administration for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's like, but this is the the the, the like the Maybe terrifying thing, <laughs> right? Like the, the the fucking brutal terrifying thing is that failures can can bring cost. Right. That like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how incompetent they were because they were in power and because they they put together a a program to kill millions of people that threatened like and it worked and it It worked worked. and it worked like until like their defeat at the the hands of people who are willing to pick up arms and say like, nah, no, like (laughs) we're going to sacrifice a whole bunch of shit and and lots of and also those people were not always like the best people either. But like they sure as fuck weren't Nazis. So uh, like I think that there is there is like a lot there to to work through, especially around the cost of letting people like that take power without like opposition uh, and that really just brings me to my final question this comes in from dogs are cool which is true dogs are cool yes dogs Except are cool mine, but yes uh, really wants to know um has bj tried talking to the nazis it's <laughs> very good uh no i don't I, I mean he talks at them sometimes while he knifes them in the like between the shoulder blades yeah. uh but rarely rarely just try i mean actually yes he did try talking to one and the guy didn't want to talk and so he got got a yeah he said i'd well, give me the answer i want and i'll kill you fast i guess look but not, as opposed to slowly not to give a spoiler for the end of the game but you meet Death's Head for some uh, rational, open-minded conversation, <laughs> and uh, if you if you've gotten the right things in earlier chapters of the game, Death's Head says, "I see now by my own logic, I'm refuted," <laughs> and uh, roll credits. Wow. That's it. And he just he just like rolls up all the Nazi banners, and that's all the oh, other. They all wrong. say sorry. Yeah. 
And he says, I, I hadn't. See, I got I to gotta send some apology cards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm just millions of them, actually. That's uh, hmm. shit. I fucked up. I'll have to make some nuts. Is there any secret Jewish technology that's going to make me send some cards? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Oh, that's. You know, that's how he works. That's how Death's Head works. It's it's all, hmm. The fucking, uh. I mean, I, I think all of this does get to that larger thing, which is that, like, a scene like that torture sequence is a scene that would, like, fuck me up if there were anything except Nazis there. And even with the Nazi, it's like, oh, fucking BJ, don't fucking torture this guy with the chainsaw. But also, he's a Nazi. Well, and, like, a, like... It's a That's Nazi. the really interesting question here, because, of course, I'm incapable of ever divorcing myself from anything uh, I watch or read or play. I, I constantly, even even in the case of a Nazi, even in the case of a, this is the only way you're going to get something, this guy killed 10 of your friends and, and did horrible stuff. Like, could I, as a human being, actually tear somebody's head off with a chainsaw? Like, could I do that? I right. I can't not think that whenever I'm I'm in that sort of position. Uh, of a sympathetic character. You know, I'm not talking about, like, whatever asshole on 24 or anything like that. Right, you're not, actual... about, you're not talking about, like, yeah. the bad torture sequence in GTA Five, which, exactly. like, then it immediately turns back around on itself and critiques the player for doing it, even though there was no way not to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Like, like, you're just saying this sequence. Where this it's sequence. Like, this Nazi knows where the resistance is and you have to get that information and you know that and like could you do that could i do it and like or or even or or for me it's that even it's that next step which is like even if i can abstractly say yes uh uh or not even yes even if i can abstractly say that is a fine thing to do they're fucking nazis um, that second step of like okay but what if it was someone i knew who did it like what if patrick went down into the basement and I heard that chainsaw. And then, like, he came back up and he had answers and new clothes on. Yep. Like, what would I think of Patrick? Um, not that the woke gamer would ever raise a hand against another person. <laughs> uh, not I'm against a Nazi, anyway. what you, what you would What you would think is, like, wow, I, that's really impressive that Patrick took the time to, like, find the proper clothing in order to engage in this action. Which I want to point out is, like, my favorite little bit of that little sequence is that... You can't just pick up the chainsaw and and threaten and then no. and then kill the Nazi. You have to like you like put on your the game is clothes. like nope subjective. Like you need to put on like something to stop the blood from getting all over your clothes, <laughs> yep. and then you need to get some some goggles. Like yep. it just a, like it those little bits of humor that are embedded in all throughout the game, but aren't necessarily played for like yuck yuck yuck. No. It's just like sort of a it's. Just embedded, really well done humor mm-hmm. um, that uh, I, Machine Games does really, really well in, and that's that's the kind of stuff I'm so so looking forward to in the new yeah. game is like more of those tiny little touches because they just they do they do all do that. It's really funny well. and it's also very instructive in that specific moment in that it is saying he's doing this in cold blood. He's not just pissed off. Like, he's in complete control of his actions right, by right. saying, oh, yeah, I need splatter protection first. He's not just, like, this piece of shit, you know, just, like, full rage. It's, that, I think, is almost a little bit scarier in a way. Like, right. this is a very directed act of violence. Yes, against an abhorrent human being, but it is a very directed, you know, like, fully, fully, mindfully present moment of violence, which is... I don't know. I think that makes it more powerful. And and uh... yeah, I, I think it's interesting. And I, it's it's 
it's definitely the thing that like we wanted to kind of get at with this game is that we decided to play this game uh, right after Charlottesville and and the shitty stuff that happened there with, with with Nazis, with white supremacists, with with the KKK and the remnants thereof, and and the 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 extensions and branches thereof. Um, and I I have said publicly that like I'm not. If you want to come to me and, and expect me to be the person who is going to chide those who would punch Nazis in the streets, like you're coming, you're barking up the wrong tree. Um, and yet there is still like I'm still I've still grew up reading the X-Men and getting a whitewashed version of civil rights taught to me <laughs> and uh, literally uh, and have the the liberal urge to, to talk to people, even though. I have moved past that emotionally and intellectually. There is still this like deep, not that I don't ever talk to people, like to be clear, like I think 90%, 95, that number's changing every day these days, yeah. but uh, yeah. a, a large, large, <laughs> large, 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 a massive near major, like near, near totality of political positions are things that you can debate and, and that you should work through a collection of compromise and argument and evidence building and blah, 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 blah. But when someone's entire political position is genocide, is uh, these people shouldn't exist or are not people, then like you're not going to find any sympathy for me when they get punched in the fucking face. Like I, I'm just not that dude. Uh, and and yet there is still that nugget that you I cannot shake that still is like, could I do it if it were if it weren't life or death? If it were life or death, like I don't think there's a I, I can commit I think I can commit. Who the fuck knows, right? Like we're just talking to the air at this point. But like <laughs> But I'm not in the street, like, throwing punches right now. I don't know. If someone walked by, like, in Seattle, that, that like, shouting shit while wearing an armband, I, I don't know. I don't know what my hands might do. Uh, well, yeah, that's the it's, thing. Like, it's, it's weird. It's I, I engage in consensual violence for fun, right? Like, I, you do. I, I do MMA stuff for fun, for pleasure, for fun. And preparation. But, but, like... <laughs> yes, in preparation. Like honestly, yeah. I when yeah. The, I'll be completely honest here. When when Gamergate was going down fully, I fully expected at some point to be physically attacked at at a tax right. or something. I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, I think a hundred percent this will happen. It was more like this is in the back of my mind now forever. And this is a possibility, right? This, this is, is a, a real, real possibility, possibility that could happen. Um, and like. <laughs> It's sh that sure that possibility, not just Gamergate, but like in terms of if I go to a rally, if I'm there as a medic, if I'm there to protest something, right. like there is a very real possibility I could be attacked physically, and what that means, uh, you know, and what that means for my training, and does that give me like an extra snap in my step when I'm when I'm learning what I learn how to do <laughs> proper violence? Like yes, it does, it sure does, and like that's terrifying, that's scary, uh, but it is the fact of living in 2017, I suppose, as a politically active person. Well, I think we, on that note, is a good note to wrap up this way, Point 101. <laughs> also, also, I think I just burned through all, I've been tethering during this whole, this whole call, uh, and I think I'm, I'm out of data. I just got a text from my, from T-Mobile saying, hey, hey, your, your data cache is empty, bud. Oh, no. Time to, time to walk to a Starbucks because you still don't have any internet full oh. and like yeah i yeah my internet provider is bad so uh on that note do we know when we are going to uh do the the next one of these i think we were saying uh two weeks from now and so that'll be the rest that would, of the that game would, that would, 
the rest of the game, um, and that'll put us uh, right before uh, a, a, week, a couple days before the release of uh, the sequel. Um, one thing I should uh, note, if you like listen to this and you're like, ah, shit, maybe I actually want to see what's going on with this game. Uh, both Danielle and I are playing on the easiest yes. mode, and it's still it, like the gunplay is still satisfying. Yeah. You just don't die that often. Like that's just the big difference. Is I I died a lot when I played <laughs> it on a normal difficulty. <laughs> um, but if you if you put it on easy. Uh, it's it's still a very enjoyable experience. You're just going to play the game like a third faster. So um, you can get through up to where we're at right now in about four-ish hours, depending on how much like poking around for the collectibles you want to do. I would note that there is say, an early perk when you kill a commander uh, with stealth that then puts all of the uh, secret uh, uh, collectibles on your map. That's the little exclamation marks that appear on your map. The only thing that uh, doesn't appear are like uh, the little news clippings. You have to find that yourself, but um, those are two tips if you want to kind of catch up uh, for the for the yeah. second half of this. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm Austin Walker. You can find me at Austin underscore Walker on Twitter. Uh, Danielle, where can people find you? At Danielle R.I. on Twitter. Patrick Lepic. I thought you said Awesome Walker. Like it's, me, awesome awesome Walker. Walker. it's me, Awesome Walker. It's me, Awesome Walker. You can find me at Patrick Kopic on Twitter. Rob Zachney, our, hist- our like Waypoint 101 historian. <laughs> uh, at Rob Zachney. Uh, and you can follow everything we do on Twitter at w- twitter.com slash waypoint, facebook.com slash waypointvice. You can send us questions for, for this next episode at gamingadvice.com. Uh, use the subject like Wolfenstein question. Make sure question is in there so that it gets shuffled right into my my um the my mailbox but also make sure you say wolfenstein that way we just see it very quickly uh and thank you to bowen for letting us use the track miss you off the ep panel machine uh you can find out more about that at uh waypoint.zone slash uh b-o-e-n i almost said b-o-n-e i almost said waypoint.zone slash bone <laughs> the waypoint That's zone the dream. Bone. Dream yeah. slash bone you know it's good it's good that's where you find the Wolfen, all the Wolfenstein sex scenes. It takes you to a YouTube. If you type in Wolf, uh, waypoint.bonezone, it'll take you to uh, a YouTube video that just says Wolfenstein 100% all sex scenes, but sex will have a, an asterisk in it because they don't want to get pulled off. You got to get that monetization in. All sex you can't let them. Scenes. Yeah. <laughs> all sex scenes. And then, weird, like they got, they got uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix for the, for the first game. In the second game, they're bringing in John Coltrane. Oh, so shit. it's going to be. <laughs> So good. Not Ken, not Kenny G. Not oh man, what if they brought in Kenny G? Man, that sounds okay. They should bring in every good sax player, like Ken, like Kenny G. Uh, I'm sure to play over the sexy. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Uh, all right. Get some sax for your sex. Bad. No. <laughs> Wrong. Sex sax. Sax That's sax. Do it sax. For us. Get in the sack. I am sax. I'm hanging up this Have phone. Have some sex. I'm done with everyone. <laughs> uh, Sexy later. You want to say it, Danielle? Be good and be good at it. Especially the sax. Fucking <laughs> peace. Step onto the legendary clay court of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus.